Uh, welcome to episode six of the Decades Apart podcast. I'm here with Nick Gatsby. So um, I don't know where to begin. So you were working on a movie. Let's let's start. Let's start with this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I had the very, uh, I had the project I was very passionate about. That kind of you know shit kind of hit the fan. So now I have an unfinished movie. <laughs> To make a long story short, so I'm kind of moving on. I'm gonna come back to it, but I'm I'm kind of writing new projects at the moment because uh, the experience is just like really fucking painful, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't want you to like name names, uh, but do you want to like talk about what happened or like just kind of like just leave it at that? Uh, I mean. It's kind of like a multitude of things. Uh, I I take a lot of responsibility on my part for what happened. It could be from my inexperience with actors and stuff. Like, we had, like, at least 30 actors on this fucking movie. Or at least close to it, like, 25 at the very least, you know? (laughs) So, I was working with a shit ton of people. Sometimes, like, all at once. Not all at once, but, like, I'd have, like, several people in one scene like i think the most in one scene was like 11 people so i'm kind of i'm really only used to working with a handful of people at a time so to have to work with like over 10 at one time is like it's a bit much and uh because of that you know you're shot uh, if you're being a cinematographer too like me as a director and cinematographer on my own movie like both of those things are kind of going to suffer because there's just too many, there's just too much stuff to monitor, like too many people to direct and it kind of gets in the way of setting up the right shots. So by the time the trailer came out, you know, people started seeing the footage, the actors and stuff. I think they just really weren't impressed with what I had. And uh, cause I released the trailer like really early before we even finished the movie, like I guess uh, before we finished half the movie, because that's about all we got done. So people were just kind of, I guess, not really that thrilled about it. I thought I thought the trailer looked kind of cool, but it's like they see it and they're expecting like you know Disney Plus status production. So. <laughs> I think on their part, they're just like, I don't know if I want to continue with this. It looks really amateur and, you know, just stuff like that. I had a lot of people on my crew and my cast that, like, expected a lot more from me. But, I mean, we're making a zero-budget movie, so I I don't really know what to tell them, you know? Well, that's a big reason why, like, everyone I hire has, like, never been on a movie before. <laughs> yeah. I, that was kind of the case for me. I, I worked with a lot of new people, people that haven't really been in anything. Uh, my main actor was in a Disney Plus movie. So I think, you know, he got to experience a little bit of a big budget set. So I, I think he just expected a little bit more from this production. But as I said, it was like a zero budget guerrilla style film. So I <laughs> I can't really have, you know, caviar and stuff and trailers for the fucking crew and stuff like that. It's just not realistic. 
um, on my last film, we had my daughter's bedroom and all the girls used that as basically their trailer. It was, it was sad and pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they, they still have their own, uh, you know, place to, you know, relax, get makeup done or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, that's good. I, I didn't even really have that for people that we kind of just had to do everything out in the open. Um, well, it was, it was kind of nice, but the the thing that sucked was like, um, because they had never worked on film before, but they didn't, they had done a lot of theater. Um, they were expecting like theater directions and it's like, okay. Um, let me, let me think. Um, and the thing is, is like they. One, one thing that it really upset me was I, I was accused at one point of, you guys have just been goofing off the, all day. You guys haven't done anything. And <laughs> I was like, what do you mean we've been goofing off all day? We, I went, I'm like, we have gone and shot this and this and this and this and this and this. And, this. and I was like, what, what do you mean we've been goofing off? And they're like, you've been goofing off. And now you guys are, tell, are telling, because I told everybody to eat. Yeah. Um, and they're like, and now you're just telling everybody to take a break. I'm like, I've been, you know, we've been working, we've been doing stuff, but you know, so then like I got, you know, I got kind of upset because, you know, I'm being called out in front of everyone. And I was like, right. You know, that's like going out, going and calling your boss out in front of everybody. It's yeah. like, okay, well, fine. Fuck this. I'm like, we're just going to go shoot then. I'm like, let's go. Come on. And I like basically worked everybody really hard. Michael, bro- Michael had a had a nervous breakdown. Um, really? Yeah, he was just like because he was up there. He was up here the the, the that day. Yeah, and he had a nervous breakdown, and he's like, "Dude, why are you doing this to us?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, man. I'm you know I'm here. I am being called out, being told that I'm not you know doing this." So as soon as we got the the last two shots that I needed for the day, I was like, okay, everybody break. I'm like, I'm not doing this to you guys anymore. I'm like, that's it for the day. I'm done. I can't, you know. Yeah. Was this on your last film? The one that just came out on DVD? Yeah. Which was a nightmare. Um, I, I've like hinted at stuff on it about it before. It's just like, okay, so um the camera that i've been shooting on since like we met uh yeah. it blew a fuse <laughs> oh damn so and it blew a fuse mid-production so i had to go buy a new camera oh, and uh and and the camera and like the thing is i didn't want to go buy a brand new camera so i bought a used camera which was the same model so that way i could just continue and didn't have to go reshoot everything right yeah and then half then uh i like that day where everything like i was shooting 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 for some reason all of like almost every other scene the frames were dropping right i don't know why but it was dropping frames while it was recording what the and, hell and i uh put in a head cleaner it was still doing it and so basically what we ended up doing was we took like multiple shot we took multiple takes so that way i could make sure like more than like you know two i was taking like 15 takes just to make sure we could at least use something yeah and get situated oh well and then one of the actresses dropped out 
Um, oh, jeez. And then actually, two of the actresses dropped out after uh, when when I had to go do reshoots. So I had to come up with creative things to go and do to go and figure this out. Right. Um, I. Yeah, it was it was it was a mess. Like it, I would never want to live through that film ever again. <laughs> oh no, I hear you. That sounds worse than my experience. <laughs> yeah, I like uh and then gosh. So then we go to this fancy restaurant that we were supposed to shoot at, and I had scheduled this like two weeks ahead of time. Yeah. And I go in and I'm like, okay, look, we're supposed to be here for this. They're telling me that they have nothing in their books. They don't know anything about what I'm talking about. Waited around for an hour for them to get everything situated and find out what they were talking about. They put me in like the wrong reservation book. (laughs) And they're like, oh, here it is. So then we went and we had to go shoot that. And yeah, just uh, there were so many things that happened. Uh, Michael... Michael missed his flight. Really? Yeah. Did he sleep in? <laughs> no, like, um, it was an afternoon flight, and I, I called him up earlier that day, and I was like, hey, Michael, you got to come out. You got to come out. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And he calls me up, like, 30 minutes before his flight takes out, and he's like, dude, the traffic to the airport is just jam-packed. It's terrible. I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> like, oh, I was shit. trying to tell you to leave, like, two hours early. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened when we uh, – I went with him and uh, Phil to Vegas to shoot Phil's uh, – his uh, whatever it was, uh, his – uh reality tv show i think we want to go get gas and then like traffic just built up from there and we we had like a good like 10 minutes to catch our flight so once we actually got into the airport with phil we just we pretty much just sprinted everywhere (laughs) yeah so then uh oh go ahead I was just going to say, I had to like run after them filming uh, in the airport because they wanted it for the show. Uh, And then um, he calls, then he tells me, oh, well, I got a flight out Friday. So I had to go into the cities um, on Friday evening during rush hour to pick him up. I'm like, fucking Michael. I'm like, you and your bullshit, man. You know, just. (laughs) (laughs) Just follows. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. so like, if you watch the movie and you know, like, some of the problems that went on, like the dropping frames and stuff, there was actually supposed to be like this entire, like, sequence that I went and shot. And the thing is, is uh, my grandma passed away like right before we finished shooting oh shit i'm sorry man oh it's it's okay man thank you but um she passed away like right before we like the day right before like the day before our last shoot so i had to shoot this scene and um because i'm you know i know i have to leave early the next morning to go on this uh to go to new york and i'm like okay so we're trying to shoot everything well, all in all day, the camera had been working fine, like yeah. totally fine. And I'm like, you know what? It's it's not dropping frames anymore. It seems to be doing fine. So I went and shot the ho- this hotel footage 
and like it was supposed to be like the, it was supposed to be this big part of the movie where like they find like this dead body. Yeah. And the thing is, is um, the oh, what was it? What had happened? Um, all that like I I didn't get a chance to even check the footage that night. Like I had because I had to go to sleep. I when I finally got back from New York, I checked it and it was dropping frames again. And I was and it like and I, I took multiple takes. All the takes were ruined. Jeez. Um, I don't even know how I got like like there was supposed to be a the the climax of the film got got shot got cut up. I'm just like I managed to make a movie out of it. And I managed to make it make sense, but I'm just like, holy crap. So I it's right now like got a like 3.2 on IMDb, and I'm like, yeah, that's what that movie deserves. Is oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn. I mean that's I mean that's situated now, right? Is it still like is the camera still messed up? Yeah, oh no, I got rid of that camera. I went and bought a, a whole new setup and everything. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I've I've actually never heard of that happening. Like that's usually an editing thing. Like once you drop into editing, it's bound to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've never heard of that with a, with a camera doing that. Oh, and I took and the reason I know that the that the fuse blew out is because I took in the old camera to get it repaired. And yeah. like the guy goes, "Oh, well, I'll I'll call you in uh in two weeks and let you know what, what the what the deal is." He called me two months later. <laughs> What the? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, your camera blew a fuse. He's like, so what do you want me to do with it? And he goes, this is how much it's going to take to replace. And I'm like, dude, just keep it. Like, use it for scraps, use for parts. It. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you got a new camera. I mean, it's good to get something new every few years. Uh, I had to update my camera too. My uh, that old Canon I was shooting on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm on a Panasonic, and I like it. It's pretty. It's a pretty decent camera, but I'm looking to get something even better now. That th- this 4K camera I have is like starting to get like outdated. And like the thing is, is I was gonna go 4K. But then, like, I was reading, and 4K doesn't shoot at 24 frames per second. It only will shoot at 30, and I don't like 30. I don't like how it looks. I was going to say, mine shoots at 24. I think it just depends on the camera. Yeah, the one I I was looking at, it told me that it doesn't shoot at um, 24. So I was just like, okay. Oh, I'd say look in the Lumix. That's what I use. You can get, like, a really good one for, like, Probably like four hundred bucks now. So I mean, at the time, mine was six hundred. So it's bound to. That was probably like four years ago now. Well, I don't. So I, I don't talk about how much I spent on my camera, but it's oh, it's, it's like professional grade. Like can't. It's a professional yeah. grade camera. But uh, and I just like went for the like the low like the lower end model, like the less expensive one, because, like I said, I was researching it. It's like well. Yeah, it was in 4K. It it was like it had all these like bells and whistles, and I was like, "Yeah, but does 4K shoot at you know 24 frames per second?" And I was researching it, and I was like, "No, it doesn't." I went, okay, well, since that's what I want to shoot at, you know. Yeah, 
I, I says 24p online, but I mean, they could be bullshitting. It wouldn't surprise me that it, but uh, what, what bugs me about the, the 4K cameras is most of them shoot 60 frames at like 1080p. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I want slow motion, I want like the most resolution. It, see, it cuts back on the resolution when you start like upping the frame rate. Yeah. Well, you can always pick up a GoPro. That's true. I do have one. I uh, I used it in my last my last movie that actually got fucking completed. I should say <laughs> we uh, did some shots. I put in the toilet in the sink, uh, stuff like that. I'm probably gonna use it for my next one too. It's just it, it has a the resolution is a bit lower than 4K, so I try to use it sparingly, pretty much. Uh, mine has mine. Mine shoots at 4K, but it's also like one newer model. Yeah, I was gonna say mine's only at like 2K, but I, I would love. I would. Lo- I think they make like a 6K, don't they? I I don't know. I bought. I bought the one I have is um, shoots at 4K, and it like has all these different frames in it, and I was just like, cool. And I I haven't used it much other than like um, some videos for work, but that's about it. Yeah. Is it waterproof? Yeah, it's waterproof everything. So shit, dude. Yeah, that you can get some really cool shots with that. I uh so I said I, I, I threw mine in a fucking toilet, so <laughs> was so that I, I, the my neighbor's trying to kill me? Yeah, my neighbor wants me dead. Okay. Yeah, we uh there's a shot where Eric's character throws up in the toilet, so that's how Yeah, I remember that. That's why I was like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that that seems to be the most memorable for the people that do comment on the movie, that seems to be the most like memorable moment for them. So I I definitely need to utilize the GoPro a lot more. Yeah, I mean I, I like I like mine. I'm trying to, you know, think of some shots to uh to use it in, but I'm, and I'm not really sure what I want to use it for yet. Uh, the film I'm working on now is just like, I don't know. It's, I want to say it's been easy, but it, it hasn't. And I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> why not? Why is just like budgetary reasons or. Yeah. It's mostly budget stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Because basically I've, uh, I've been using Fiverr a lot for like things for like the poster and for um i needed some songs for the movie uh like actual you know songs yeah and i'm working on getting some animation done uh i need some designs made so yeah it's just like you know using a lot of money on that and then i'm going down oh oh sorry hold on this is episode six uh, so I just came back from from North Carolina, and and we had a good time shooting. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to break the illusion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, when do you think you'll? Are you going to wait to accumulate the budget, or are you probably going to get started as soon? Uh, as I'm possible? honestly going to get started um, because I. One of the things I was really waiting on uh, to see if I wanted to go through with it was um, I wanted to uh, make sure like this, 
uh, contract was going to work out. Right. And uh, I signed the contract uh, two months ago. So that was basically the only thing I wanted to make sure of is that, well, I have this contract in place, but by the time I go to the Carolinas. Right. So not, that's good to get it planned out ahead. I, I, my problems, I do, I kind of do things last minute. So it kind of comes back to bite me in the ass a lot. Yeah. I, I just, uh, like I said, I was getting uh, a lot of like side stuff together uh, yeah. that I know I'm going to need. Uh, I went and bought like a, like an old trench coat. Um, I went and bought a, uh, a smoke machine. Yeah, it's just like oh, stuff. Shit. Like that. Yeah, that's what you know, I need. I'm always wanting to, you know, I I know a lot of people think my 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 films are shit, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's certain things that I can improve, but I feel like um, one of the things I was actually really happy with with um, Silver Stars was we actually had an audio mixer working on that film, opposed to all oh, my really? other films. Yeah, like on the set. No, like um, in post, like he did oh, okay. all the mixing uh, in post to kind of, you know, make it seem better. Right. So, yeah. so that's kind of what I need is audio mixer. And someone, so uh, my girlfriend just shot her first uh, short film, and I, uh, we we had a we had the audio guy, but uh, the issue was, um, well. By audio guy, I mean just a guy to press record and hold the boom. Mm-hmm. But uh, the issue was uh, the furnace was on and we didn't unplug the refrigerator. So you just hear all this noise in the background. And then yeah. you take it in the post and then uh, putting a denoise effect on it. It makes the audio sound like so like filtered and like robotic. Yeah, almost kind of like auto tune ish, and that's like one of the biggest issues I I'm dealing with as far as like editing goes is the fucking audio because it, it, it just doesn't seem to be like a good way. And I've looked at tons of tutorials on YouTube also, and I follow, I try my best to follow what they're doing, but I just can't get rid of this like muffled, filtered effect that's on the audio after getting rid of the room tone in the background, you know? Yeah. It's like, how do people just get crisp fucking audio? <laughs> well, um, I was, I don't, I don't, I think I might've mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, you, you know, uh, with paranormal activity, like everybody brings up like, Oh, that movie only costs like $15,000 to make. That movie only costs $15,000 to make. That's not true. Because Steven Steven Spielberg bought the rights, went and uh, like took it over to his audio engineers and paid like thirty thousand dollars just to get the audio cleared up on that movie. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. I I mean I could see that, and even like people saying fifteen thousand, like that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah like that that's a decent like i made my neighbor wants to be that for zero dollars like if i had 15 grand i could make like fucking transformers <laughs> you know what i mean but make it good <laughs> or like you know some big budget movie uh, you, you know i can really utilize that i know a lot of filmmakers can so i 
I don't know why people are only like, oh, that's only 15. I mean, that's a decent chunk of money to have. Well, I've always looked at it as uh, El Mariachi. Yeah. Which shot for $7,500. And El Mariachi is like what every indie filmmaker wants to be. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I mean, I don't blame him. That movie is like a marvel at like stunts and special effect work and like practical effects. Yeah. Like not like CG shit. Cause like $15,000, you can actually do some like crazy CG shit, but to like be able to pull off stunts and like all these practical effects on like only seven grand, like that's fucking masterful, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't really blame them, but it's like, yeah, the, like I can only imagine how much like work and practice went into making that movie for how cheap it was. Yeah. Well, uh, you've read Rebel Without a Crew, right? Yeah, you lent me that book. Yep. And it, that was one of the best books I've read for film. Like, that was uh, just showing what it ta- it took for him to attain that money. And to, I actually did what he did. I've done some clinical trials for money. <laughs> they're not fun. No, they're not. Uh, I, I did one where I had to wear this stupid sleep mask. And I think they oh, paid really? me like a hundred bucks or something. That's but it. Like, I, I think, yeah, it wasn't because it was only for like a week or two weeks or something. And they wanted me right. to wear this stupid sleep mask. And uh, they wanted to test my sleeping before and then sleep, test my sleeping after. And they had me like cut the mask certain ways. It was, but. Shit. <laughs> I, I was doing the uh, Vita clinical trials, which are like, trials for prescription drugs that aren't on the market they're just testing it on people <laughs> so if you get a pill that like you know makes you grow a third tit or something that you can't sue them because you kind of sign the contract to make money <laughs> but last time i did one i like nearly had a fucking heart attack oh jeez. They, yeah, they almost pulled me out of the study because my heart, every time I would take this pill, my heart started racing to like, I think my blood pressure was like 160. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and they, they knew that because they, they uh, put this device on you that monitors your heart rate and it kind of goes to their computers yeah. So I had like doctors coming up to me, like, "Are you feeling okay?" I'm like, "I'm I'm kind of hot." Like, <laughs> I was like, and I was kind of sweaty, so I was like, "Yeah, I guess I'm all right." I mean, I don't feel that great, but I don't feel terrible. And they're like, "All right, so let us know if you start feeling worse." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so we would do these things where they would have a, they would give us a pill and then have us sit in a chair for an hour. Mm-hmm. And every fucking hour they would draw draw our blood and like check our pulses and stuff. And like not to give too much information, but like the pill they gave me, not only did it raise my heart rate, but like a half hour after I took it, I pretty much had explosive gas and like almost shit myself right then and there. Like I couldn't control my like bowels at all. Like <laughs> I luckily I have like butt cheeks of steel. So I was like able to like 
you know, squeeze my ass hard enough not to like shit all over their fucking uh, their chair. But I don't know what they gave me, but it like just like totally fucked me up. Like, as I said, I nearly shit myself and then I ran to the bathroom and my face was like on fire. My sinuses were like burning. You, I was you, like, you should make that movie, Nick. <laughs> I should, yeah. <laughs> if I could get a hospital, they'll like lend me the space. You know? I don't think you need a hospital. I think like if you just can, I think if you just like use a, like an empty room and put some chairs around it, like that's a waiting room, you know? Yeah, you're right. And, and just like, uh, Shit, I don't. I was gonna say, you know, just you borrow my IV pole. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I've been working a lot of green screen too, so I kind of have that down for the most part. Uh, but green screen's kind of a bitch too, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't really get how people just get these like amazing green screen deals. Like, usually my actors, like you could tell it's green screen by their hair because their hair looks like all distorted and shit mm-hmm. i'm just like i don't i don't know the secrets to these things <laughs> you know yeah well um well i was gonna say something about green screen and then like just i totally like what oh there's that guy that uh gary worked with who made an entire film who made like a short film on green screen and i asked gary how it was and gary's just like please don't talk to me about that movie <laughs> Oh, really? It's just a bad experience? <laughs> well, apparently the guy, like, it was a bad experience, and you know, it was just a bad thing. All Like, then the movie was just terrible. And you know, I and that's kind of why, like, I don't like talking about Silver Stars and Red Velvet, is because I feel it was a bad experience for everyone. Myself, myself and my actors, and, and the movie sucks. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it could be one of those things that people really love the more attention it gets you know i feel like a lot of films have the potential to get cult classic status just gotta it just needs to reach the right people well a lot of people like michael in the movie yeah but yeah, michael Michael's is really also charismatic and well, Michael's an asshole in the movie. Like, I made him like the worst character ever. He's just like, like, um, a, a lot of people um, probably don't know this, but I like. Okay, so Michael plays a porn director. Yeah, that's like and, the perfect role for him. <laughs> and like, the thing is, is I basically like writing his dialogue. I based it off of actual like porn directors. Um, that, that like I because I, I did research and it's just like there was like a porn director and like he goes you motherfucker you can't get hard on my set get the fuck off of my set you son of a bitch you better get a fucking boner <laughs> <laughs> and then nice. there's like fucking guys who like you know um they're, they're just like assholes like yeah you just just stuff that you know like i don't want to say his name because uh, (laughs) it's actually on the wiki already so maybe i should just say it so there's a guy his name is uh max hardcore and just (laughs) stuff i've seen from this guy i'm just like like he's like telling some girl she's just like sitting there he's like here stick your fucking fingers down your throat make yourself throw up (laughs) 
What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just like, that is like such an asshole. So I basically combined all of these terrible porn directors and Michael. <laughs> And the thing is, is like, I kept being told, like, the movie was, like, misogynistic and, you know, and it's so offensive. <laughs> and I'm like, it's supposed to be. Like, these, this guy is not supposed to be a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shit, you, you might as well go all out with it. I mean, who, I, like, I, I feel like everyone, like, it, it's it's getting to the point where every, it, all these trends are just kind of taking over movies and entertainment and yep. if your movie or TV show or web series, whatever you're making, like drifts away from that path that mm-hmm. people are accustomed to, then they, they just don't like it. They don't give it a chance because right. it's not following this formula. Like every character has to be a good guy. Every character has to be a, a Mary Sue or whatever the male version of a Mary Sue is. Gary Stu. A Gary Sue, you know. You no, know, it's Gary Stu. Oh, uh, I used to like write uh, when I was like, I used to be really involved in writing, like the writing community. And so I knew the term Mary Sue as soon as I heard it. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's what it means. Right. The Gary Stew. <laughs> but yeah, it's like if, and it's not just with characters, it's the way, like a lot of people, uh, I've been getting a lot of reviews on My Neighbor Wants Me Dead and some of them are just like really fucking shitty like one stars out of 10 it's which doesn't really bother me much like i'm down to hear you know everyone's criticism of it so i could learn a bit more i i knew from the start that most people weren't gonna like it because it's this ugly artsy thing that doesn't really have a linear story so i knew that it was gonna divide people but it seems like a lot of the reviews I'm seeing, people really just don't like it because it's not, it's not what they're used to seeing. Yeah. It's like it, everyone wants these fucking uh, Steven Spielberg movies where they're all wrapped up in a bow and have a happy ending and follow these linear story plots. I'm just like, that. everyone's seen that. Like, why is... I don't understand the bashing on movies that want to shy away from that. Like people always want to bring up how like amazing Pulp Fiction is just because it's slightly out of order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even well, really that out of order. Like the only thing that's out of order of Pulp Fiction is like the first and fourth story. You know, and the last one. it's like, they split that. They split the Samuel L. Jackson part of the movie in half and put the rest at the end. And then people are like, "Oh, this movie's completely out of order." Like, not really. <laughs> well, it's because um, John Travolta's character dies like halfway through the movie. Yeah, and then he's back. But um, what I was going to say though is like one problem. The like just you know just being honest here, one problem I did have is I I just think the pacing could have been. Help, could have been helped a little bit with your film yeah 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 i don't uh so uh, what exactly do you mean with the pacing just like uh i felt like there were a lot of parts where it's just like okay you know uh i it was like okay can we like so can we have something happen i guess this <laughs> is like yeah. It's basically, yeah yeah and i get that that was i mean 
kind of the point of the movie was to make it redundant because he's literally starting from the beginning. Right. So I I do have him kind of doing the same shit throughout the different segments. Uh, but I mean, uh, that was pretty much the point. But yeah, I, I knew that was probably going to be an issue. <laughs> you know. No, I, it's I, it's not that it, like it's the same thing over and over. There were just like a lot of shots that like it just really like dwelled on. Yeah, I lingered too long. Yeah. That was was probably my, you know, amateur attempt at trying to make a feature, like stretching things out so it fits like more of a longer length. And even even though I kind of went by the film festival requirements for a feature film. Yeah, or at least 45, because I know a lot of them consider a feature to be at least over 45. So I was like, okay, if I can at least make this an hour, I should be good. But it didn't really quite stretch out to an hour, mostly because my lease was up by the end of the shooting. So we couldn't really film, because I actually had a lot more death, uh, Mm -hmm. death scenes I wanted to put in there, but... We we're just kind of constrained on time because of that. So as I said, I kind of do things last minute. So I was like, okay, I have a month before my lease is up. Let's shoot a movie type <laughs> thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, the reason I made it silent too, it, which I knew a lot of people weren't gonna appreciate, but the reason I made it silent is because I had a real psychopath next door to me who was like basically harassing me on almost a daily basis, like threatening to kill me mm-hmm. <laughs> for like really no reason. Like I never talked to the guy. I think he just, uh, well, eventually I met him. I met him on the very last day I was moving my shit out, but, uh, he, he ended up apologizing to me, which was really fucking weird, but like the whole time he's just threatening, like banging on my door, like but open it up before I break it down, you faggot, and like you know, calling me a faggot and pussy and all this shit. I'm just like, well, I was just sitting here. So a lot of the time I'd be asleep and he'd bang on my door, like, oh, you talking shit? I'm like, dude, you just woke me up. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't want to put my actor in danger, and I didn't really want him disturbing the film while we were filming it so i we just like kind of filmed everything silently so that was kind of why i made the decision to make it a silent film was was that the place you were living with your brother oh no that was my uh very first apartment eventually uh i uh after that apartment i moved in with my ex and then me and my ex split up so she moved with her mom and then I kind of had nowhere else to go. Cause our lease for that apartment was up. So I was like, I'm going to end up homeless. Uh, my buddy Trey uh, moved me into his house. I slept in his garage for like six months, <laughs> which, you know, I kind of sucked by, I really appreciate him helping me out. I, uh, I uh, ended up from there. I ended up getting a job with NBC for a little bit. So I was able to afford my own place. So uh, once I moved out of Trey's garage, I got a studio in Lakewood with the money I was making from NBC. And uh, 
it was it was like this r- little like it it's it's a studio you see in the movie like it's this little like cramped space pretty much <laughs> but you know i i really liked it you know it was my own place i didn't have any roommates you know anything like that it was just really nice but all of a sudden this like carrot top looking dude next door started banging on my door like threatening to kill me i was just like what the fuck <laughs> So that's that's why I ended up making that movie. So what I was actually going through at the time. So you lived in a, in a studio in Lakewood. Yeah. And Carrot Top was calling you faggot and yeah, pretty hanging much. on your door. So it was right across the street. <laughs> oh my! Uh, so in my first apartment, my brother was just staying there temporarily because he uh, joined the Air Force. No, I, I'm saying it might have been my brother. <laughs> oh, your brother? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I misheard you. Uh, so, what? Your brother looks like carrot top. Yeah, was, there, there's times like if he if he just like lets his hair grow out, like you, you look, my mom calls him Boza the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, like sideshow Bob. This guy kind of looked like sideshow Bob <laughs> and carrot top mixed. Is his name Brian? Yes. Your brother's name is Brian? Yeah. <laughs> and he lives in Lakewood? He did. He lived in Lakewood. Well, across the street from Casa Bonita? No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, does he still live in Colorado? No, he actually moved up to Wisconsin. Oh, okay, so it's not him. That's so weird, though. <laughs> That's like so many coincidences. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I lived right across the street from Casa Bonita in the studio and right next door to Carrot Top, who wasn't a fan of me for no reason. So, <laughs> yeah, that was, it was an interesting time living there for sure. Like, I, I was just so confused because I'm like, I, you know, I'm a really shy person. I don't really talk much. So I don't really go out and like, exchange conversation with my neighbors that often and i definitely don't talk shit to them through their walls you know (laughs) so it's just i was just so confused like what is with this guy well the reason i said that is because my brother uh is schizoaffective so oh really yeah so and he he hears voices and stuff so i was like oh my gosh what what if it's brian (laughs) Yeah, well, no, this guy's name was Brian, so that's just that's really weird. <laughs> he, uh, well, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. So, uh, the reason he moved up to Wisconsin is because he had these people living with him, and one of them had stolen a shotgun and fired it in his house. Oh, shit. why? I, I don't know, like, I don't know, <laughs> just like, fuck it, man. Woo! He had these like meth heads living with him, so okay, that explains it. <laughs> so he just uh, they they fired the shotgun, and the police got called. He almost like they almost killed one of his neighbors. Wow! Um, yeah, like he they barely missed the lady, and um, my, because it was my brother's apartment, and it was in his name. Yeah. Like there was all there was this whole thing, and the cops were like, "Look, um." We we they told my mom they said like we suggest he leave town so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't blame him. That was probably the, a good decision. <laughs> that just seems like a clusterfuck. <laughs> I actually yeah. had a friend from high school who got arrested under similar circumstances. He uh, he had a roommate from high school. Like We went to high school with this kid. And it wasn't even his house. He was living from this other chick with this other chick from high school in her parents' house. He's just kind of like running out the basement. And then he moved in this, you know, this kid we went to school with. I can't remember what his name was. I think it was like Eric or something. And this Eric kid threw a party that just like went way out of hand. And uh, I don't know why, but like this whole argument this Eric kid was having with his uh, his party guests ended up ended up in front of the house like on the driveway and my friend he was like completely shit face and i guess shit was like escalating outside so he thought it'd be like a great idea to go outside with a shotgun and be like all right everyone get the fuck off my property you know pretty much and uh i guess like the cops weren't called that night but um he told me that uh the chick he is living with woke him up like, Hey, you got to wake up. There's this guy outside asking for you. He said he crashed into your car or your truck. And he's like, what the fuck? So he, he went outside and the guy's like, yeah, man, I, I kind of bumped into your truck. I uh, damaged the back of it. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, you might want to go take a look at it. So he goes to inspect the back of the truck, but it's completely fine. And he's like, what the fuck? And then the guy's like, put your hands on, you know, put your hands on your head right now and puts a gun to him. And then all of a sudden, like seven cops, like come out of the woodwork and just like surround him with guns and shit. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like anything involving a shotgun, like it doesn't end well. <laughs> Oh, crap, there was something I was going to... Oh, so um, we, were, uh, we were talking earlier, and I mentioned um, somebody we know and yeah. how they don't... how they're not really involved in acting anymore. Yeah. And I it sort of happened after a final hit. Uh, just, I was told... Uh, basically, I was told that uh, they had Peter Pan syndrome... And they needed to break out of it. So Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah, you know how Peter Pan like never grew up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I so th- I was thinking he was like putting on tights and like dancing around <laughs> or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> was, he might I be was... doing that too, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah. But yeah, his family told him he needed to grow up and he needed to go back to college. And ever since then, um, acting, like I've tried getting uh, him involved in acting and it's, it, it, it never works out. Uh, right. there's, there's no dedication. Um, and any time I've tried to do it. So um, I actually tried to have him involved in this last film. Um but like he never, uh, he never recorded anything that I needed him to record. Like it was just audio work, right? Yeah, he never recorded it, so I I needed to get somebody else. So 
damn yeah that's unfortunate i mean i hope he eventually comes back uh, at least for like a hobby or something because i mean it's movies are as fun yeah you know i don't know why people complain as much as i do when they come like you know like michael is treating it more like a hobby now for example and and I'm totally okay with that. It's like fine, you know, but I don't understand why you know, uh yeah, I there there's certain people I know that just you know, retire. Um I know yeah. a girl who was heavily involved in acting and she got married and retired. Uh that that's usually what does it marriage your kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the deal breaker. For a lot of people, <laughs> that's why I'm I'm trying to be like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, never get married. Well, I mean, unless you're my mongoloid ass who has a kid and you know still manages to to do it. <laughs> I, I'm surprised I don't have a kid, but thank God. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I. I I just I just always wanted to make movies and that's just not that if I did have a kid I wouldn't be there for the child of course I'd be but it, it would suck having to spend less time on my craft you know but that's good that that you know despite having despite you having a kid you still work on your craft you know you don't want yeah. to hold you back a lot of people let it hold them back which socks you know <laughs> well um i i do know somebody who who thinks they might have a kid in germany and the reason is is they were dating a girl and she was late and then like two weeks later she was like oh well i'm moving to germany goodbye forever and so oh wow he was like, he was like yeah i might have a german kid <laughs> yeah that would be awkward to find out once he gets older doesn't even speak English (laughs) finds out dad shits and showers (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I actually thought you were talking about someone else who goes to German or goes to Europe a lot. Someone we know. <laughs> Someone well, who I actually haven't geez. talked to him since uh through the devil's eyes. Uh coincidentally, I uh talked to him today when we are working on a comic book together. So are you? That's dope. Yeah. Well, I'd always wanted to make like uh Shortly after finishing a final hit, I really wanted to make a sequel to a final hit. Yeah. But like all the things I wanted to incorporate, there were no there was no way on earth I could incorporate them. Right. Um I wanted to bring in the cop from Through the Devil's Eyes as like a cop and uh I wanted to bring in Outsin, I wanted to bring in Ashley um and then Ashley was kind of like getting out of acting around that time. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so Alton was like the only person on board and Joe was moving away. So I was like, 
there's no way I'm going to be able to make this. But I kept the script for kept the script around, and I talked to James about it, and he goes, "Oh yeah, um, I I would totally be down to make a comic book." I went, "Excellent." So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause he's like an artist, right? Does like sketch i don't want to say like sketches but he does like he does art right like, yeah he does he does everything i actually bought a painting off of him oh really yeah it's in my it's my house so so yeah i, I haven't seen that dude in forever i don't even know if he's still in colorado he's living in missouri oh is he and he owns a bar yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow that's dope yeah, it's actually like an arcade slash bar, so. But that's hella cool, like kind of like One Up. Uh, I guess so. I haven't been to One Up, so I don't know. Oh, uh, it's like an arcade bar. I actually haven't been to it either. I hear about it a lot. But yeah, like, he has all the like retro machines that they have, like at Nickel Play. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, so. Pac Man and stuff. Uh, yeah, and he has like uh. He's working on putting the Simpsons arcade machine together. Oh shit, that'll be fun. Yeah, so he's he's a busy guy, so I you know, I definitely understand why it's taking so long for this comic book to come about. But yeah, we've been working on it at least, so Yeah. I I'm excited to see once it comes out. I'd love to read that. Well, uh I know it's gonna be available on the site and I'm thinking about sending him a couple copies so that way he can yeah. sell them in the okay yeah so yeah i'd definitely buy one i, yeah, I need to I, buy your book too once i get some money together hey no 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 rush man you know <laughs> oh yeah no i know I, I i i'm reading a book right now so i still gotta finish that first what are you reading uh the new world order by uh, A. Ralph Epperson, or I think his name is. I, can, I probably butchered the fuck out of his name. <laughs> What's it about? Uh, it's it's about the New World Order conspiracy, pretty much, and uh, basically debunking it as real, as something mm-hmm. that's like really going on with our world. And it's written back before I was even born. It's written back in like 1990. And it kind of goes into the history of uh, Freemasonry and how Freemasons kind of took over everything. <laughs> I don't want to speak too much on that. I, just in case there's Freemasons listening, I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on them. But <laughs> I, I'm a Freemason, Nick. How dare you? <laughs> Are you? No. <laughs> My grandpa was, but... <laughs> Yeah, there's actually a lot of it's taking over pretty hardcore. There's like a lot of kids I went to high school with posing with their uh, their mat their COVID nineteen masks with the fucking Freemason logo on it. I'm just like, wow, what the hell? <laughs> it's like it's kind of off putting. Like kids you grew up with, they're like part of secret society now. It's just yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> But yeah, it's about that. It gets into the world wars and kind of how our rights of free speech are getting diminished and just uh, this state of censorship and surveillance, stuff like that. 
it's really interesting stuff like it's it's not really a boring dry book like it's really like captivating the type of stuff it dives into well they can't censor you when you don't have a platform hooray yeah. welcome to the decades apart podcast where we don't have a fucking platform <laughs> No, that's good, dude. You have your own platform, like your own website. Like, I'm still on YouTube, and I actually had two of my videos taken down. So now my uh, my channel's one strike from being uh, taken down. What videos were taken down? Uh, so I had that meth commercial that uh, for the uh, Colorado Meth Project, that anti meth commercial. Yours got flagged too. Yeah, I got I, it got taken off YouTube. They oh, deleted shit. it, and uh, another one was uh, the uh, short film version of Lazy Stoners Descending. Hmm. It was like a little. I, I think it was Trent's. Uh, yeah, it was Trent's segment of the movie. I because uh, I was working on that first, so I made it into a short film first, and I posted that. And uh, they both got taken down years later but within the same time like the same week and it was for like sex and violence that's like, why yeah uh my my meth commercial got flagged and you can only watch it 18 plus now oh really yeah um they and they said that it was uh because of uh sex and encouraging drug use and violence yeah, I think that's what my uh, the lazy stoners uh, got taken off for that for the uh, promoting drug use. But I mean, it wasn't really promoting drug use. It was just like, if anything, he was talking about the dangers of like hardcore drugs. Well, and that, that's why I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, really, YouTube? I'm promoting drug use. I'm like, here is a yeah. guy who does drugs and tries to murder his dad and beats a guy with a baseball bat and yeah. gives a blowjob. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's like, we're trying to speak out against stuff like that. And then we get our shit taken down for it. For like, you seem seamlessly no reason, like, really. I, there, there's like there's way hardcore way more hardcore stuff on youtube than our our what we put on there yeah it's like shit right now they got Lil nas x grinding on the devil and that's like a kid's video i'm like well that's all right but i can't have a commercial that's like speaking out against meth abuse yeah i think the whole thing's fucked but um... it is I, for like, uh, time has a funny way of selling itself short. Um, I've had to put that on my own platform because I couldn't put it on YouTube any longer. Did they flag it? Uh, no, but the thing is, is I was for one, I wasn't happy with the edited version. Uh, and I could, and I knew that they would flag the uncensored version. So, yeah, because, We've got outs and jacking off. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> Comes out with his dick out. But uh, yeah. I put it on my own platform. Um, and it's got like a seven-day free trial. So if people want to watch that one, that's where you find it. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that. Uh, I saw it. Well, it's, it's still uh, the censored ones on YouTube still, right? No, I, I took it down. Uh, oh, okay, I, I took it down because I, I Michael asked me if it was on if it was on YouTube, and I'm like, 
I don't, I don't know. And I went to check it. I'm like, it's not here. So I must have taken it down at some point. I'm like, yeah, I, I looked on Amazon for it. It wasn't on there anymore. Like they still have it advertised, but you can't watch it. Well, did I, did I tell you about what happened? Uh, well, I, I heard your podcast with Michael, so I, uh, you might have to refresh my memory a bit. You got like a strike or something? No, well, like, okay, so <laughs> to me, uh, I, and I don't even understand this, right? Uh, there was yeah. this chick I was talking to for a while, and right. she went on my Twitter and goes, oh my gosh, you're pro-free speech. I'm like... Yeah. She literally said that. Yeah, she was like she was like really upset by this. And I was like, Yeah. And she goes, Did you vote for Donald Trump? And I'm like, No. <laughs> I was just like, I was so confused. I was like, what? And she's like, Well, if you voted for Donald Trump, I would just stop talking to you right now. I'm like, Oh, okay. And th- you know, this was the first time I encountered that. Now when I encountered, I'm like, Trump train bitches coming through. <laughs> yeah, just to fuck with people. Yeah. <laughs> Cause people want to choose a side. I don't know why people still put their faith in politicians. I mean, I know it's my own political beliefs, but it's like I- I can't everyone see that this is all theater? It's all I call it the new world religion, man. It is. It's literally some New World Order shit. It, like, they put Trump in place to divide the country, and you could see that on the news and shit, all these rednecks and shit, like, going out and rallying, and then they had that bullshit, uh, which I guarantee you was like a false flag, where they stormed the Capitol building. Like, you're gonna I, tell me a bunch of old fat guys were able to break into the Capitol building, like, no one was, like, really securing it like give me a fucking break i'll be honest i don't think the capitol building is like all that protected man (laughs) i I mean it might not be but i I feel like i don't know i just feel like the whole thing because right now like washington dc is basically under martial law like they have all the fucking uh they have all the memorials and stuff blocked off by a gate or a fence and they have a bunch of fucking uh what you call them, National Guard soldiers securing, like, the whole D.C. area pretty much after that. Uh, see, I don't know what's going on. I don't live there. I live in the fucking country. I don't care. Well, no, same here. I just, it's just shit I see on YouTube. I'm just like... Nope. I I <laughs> I see I see YouTube try to, like... YouTube is giving me news about the COVID vaccine and I go, not interested. Thank you. Yeah, that and Facebook. So you can't say anything and you get fact checked and shit but uh, not not to stray away from the so what happened with this chick she reported you to amazon yeah so well i don't know that she reported me um yeah because but the thing is is it it was really weird that all of my stuff got taken down around that same time yeah and I just thought that was odd. And like I said, you can go on you can go on Amazon and if you find something like, you know, you're like, oh well this is bad, you can actually report it to Amazon and they'll remove it. Are you serious? I mean that doesn't surprise me, but Jesus. <laughs> so so I said, fine, fuck you, Amazon. I'm gonna go start my own streaming platform with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's good, man. I salute you for that. Cause, uh, I, I don't know. These corporations just suck. Like, as I said, YouTube took mine and your videos down. My channel's one strike away from being completely deleted. And did you see that fucking uh, Facebook gave themselves a, an award for free expression? Oh, no, YouTube did. And I, yeah, I saw yeah. that though. Yeah, they, they basically gave themselves an award for <laughs> free expression. <laughs> and it has like, I think like a hundred something likes and like 40,000 dislikes. Well, video. that 40,000 is going to disappear because YouTube's talking about getting rid of the dislike button. Are they really? Yeah. Wow, they're really they're really fiending to take away all free expression, which is ironic when they get awarded the free expression award. Yeah, I saw uh, Gundam. Uh, do you watch it's a Gundam? Uh, no, is that a channel? Yeah, it's a channel. Um, I was watching it on his channel that he mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous." Yeah, there's a. There's this uh, there's this guy he does like conspiracy he's called a like, call for an uprising I watch his videos because he kind of just dives into all the weird shit going on and uh, he he brought that up and I I looked for myself and I was just like wow like it, j- just the just the hypocrisy of it is just like it's like so thick you could cut it with a knife Miwi dude Miwi Miwi. MeWe. It's uh, basically the new Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Until I, it becomes I, I, the old Facebook. <laughs> well, no. The thing is, like, their whole thing is, is they're all about free expression. Okay. That's not Donald Trump's Facebook thing, is it? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. So I heard he's making his own, like, social media platform. Online. No, MeWe's been around for, like, three years. Um, and... Oh, like Tommy Chong's on it, and just uh, I know Nine Gags on it. Just yeah. Okay, I'll have to look into that. I, yeah, because I'm sick of Facebook, dude. It's it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> like you really can't say anything on there. Yeah. Well, you can't speak your mind. You can't. <laughs> you know. I have a Facebook for decades apart, but I almost never use it. And that that's mostly what I use my Facebook for, too. I mean, it's to reach out to family members. I, I actually don't have a working phone at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, my phone only works with Wi-Fi because I'm not paying T-Mobile $400. <laughs> you know? So I've, I've actually been kind of phoneless for like two years now. So Facebook is kind of my way to text people and stuff. So I, I have it for that, but I also have my film production, my company pages on there. So that that's mainly what I use it for is to advertise my, uh, you know, reviews or, uh, you know, projects I have coming out, stuff like that. Uh, that's the one downside about MeWe. It's like $2 to have a company page. Okay. I mean, monthly or is that just yeah, a monthly. long time? Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, as opposed to other websites, (laughs) (laughs) especially Facebook, who like charges an arm and a leg for like advertising and it doesn't really even do much. Yep. I, 
I just uh, was running an ad campaign with uh, Google Ads. It didn't do anything for me. I didn't get like I got traffic to my website, but not much. So yeah, that's it. That's the thing I'm kind of experiencing. Like it, it's nice to have your work reach. It's nice to have your work promoted and stuff, but it doesn't always seem to draw attention for some reason. Right. Or like get enough attention where people are subscribing or, you know, whatever the case may be, where they actually stay focused on your work. Well, coincidentally, this podcast has been doing the best, has been the the best option that I have right now, so... Yeah, man, I think it's so cool you have your own podcast. So, I mean, I mean, basically everyone has a podcast, every business. And uh, I don't know, I just think that's a really good way to be able to promote your stuff and uh, to draw in attention. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just and the thing. But the thing is, is I never wanted to come on. I never wanted to make a podcast where it's just like, you know, hey, guys. You know, let's just talk business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Or let's promote this company. Yeah, no, I want, I want you guys to come on here. I want you guys to bullshit with me. I do not look at this thing as a professional thing because when I listen to podcasts, like I throw them on when I'm at uh, the day job. Yeah, go, same here. And I'll listen to podcasts and they're just funny to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's, there's some really funny stuff out there like – uh Bobby Lee, I listen to his podcast a lot. That dude's hilarious. The Asian speaking dude of, from Mad TV. Oh, speaking of Bobby Lee's podcast, one of my yeah. favorite ones is he had Sasha Gray on. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Is that <laughs> yeah, recent? Uh, uh, no, it's, it, I, I think it's at least a year old. Oh, okay. But while talking to Sasha Gray, he asks her like, do you do you think it's okay to to like when you're with a black porn star to say the n word and Sasha Greg goes no I think that's that's extremely racist that's extremely racist so somebody took a supercut and just all the times that Sasha Gray has been with a black guy and she just drops the n bomb. <laughs> <laughs> does she does she say that or was it like? doctor no in, in the in the podcast she says it's super racist she's like it's super racist but i think in real you know, life or not real life but like at her job she's she actually says it for real yeah like in her videos like there were times she was just constantly saying it <laughs> oh god <laughs> she's gonna get canceled <laughs> how can you cancel sasha gray what the hell is going on for her <laughs> i don't know i know is she still doing porn not that I'm aware of. I mean, this I is a what. this is a Joe question, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just wasn't sure. I I know she was like doing act, like legitimate acting, like she's like in a uh, Steven Soderbergh movie or something. I saw her in, uh, yeah, she was in the Girlfriend Experience, and I saw her in Would You Rather. <laughs> Would you rather? Oh, the the True for Dare movie where they're like yeah. at that mansion or. Yep. Oh, I didn't know she was in that. Yeah. I've seen I was watching it. I said, excuse me. I'm sorry, but you know what? 
Anne Marie Rios is is a better actress than Sasha Grey is. I know her. I've yeah, as I said, I've seen her acting. It's like nothing memorable. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Well, what's funny is Anne Marie Rios actually was like you know, like studying acting, and she was like. Uh, working a real estate job before she got involved in porn so like the, she could actually act and it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but uh speaking of movies i uh there's uh since i, I know you you love uh, 80s action movies there's this one i saw recently that like it's been a while since i've been really wowed by a movie like ellie's newer movies so i've been going back to the older ones there's this movie from the 80s, this Walter Hill movie that's fucking phenomenal. Have you seen uh, Streets of Fire? Yes, I have. I actually own it on DVD. Do you? Oh, God. Mm. I, I need to get the collectors on uh, Blu-ray, dude. That movie is so badass. Yeah. That's one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Like, And I like The Warriors is one of my favorite movies, but like this one, it might surpass that. Oh, Willem <laughs> Dafoe is the biker. and Yeah, um, he's a bad guy. <laughs> and leaving as like his right hand man yeah yeah <laughs> yeah dude, i was just blown away from that movie i was just like oh i i had no clue it existed until recently Have you watched snake eater is that a walter hill movie no it's just this trashy 80s movie i watched on tubi <laughs> oh <laughs> no, is that any good oh uh, do you like pointless nudity <laughs> Uh, I don't mind it. I mean, um, I, I mean, are we talking females? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, it's, I'm not, if it's, if that's what the movie's going for, if it's like an exploitation movie, then yeah, I, I don't really mind at all. It's, it's basically Rambo versus rednecks. Rambo versus rednecks. <laughs> it's that like sounds... the move of eyes with Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll have to check that out. I mean, it seems like something I might dig. Do you do you watch a lot of stuff on Tubi? I do. Yeah, I try okay. to get my movie on there, but they have yet to get back to me. So, oh, you like too. A, yeah, <laughs> seems like a no go at the moment. Yeah, I've I've contacted them three times and they've never responded to me. Yeah, so. I think I've done at least twice. I submitted my movie, but I'm like, all right, <laughs> maybe the next one. But yeah, no, I like Tubi. I just don't like the fucking commercials. Well, I I look at it like here's the thing, Hulu and is it Philo make you pay and they make you watch commercials. Yeah, that's true. Tubi lets you watch completely free and makes you watch commercials. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a couple times where uh, like it only played one thing ads, and the rest of the movie it didn't play anything, which is awesome. But I've also had um, times where I'm watching it and they'll play a commercial and then like once the movie comes on, it's just black screen. Weird. I'm just like, and then I have to restart the movie. It's like, um, fuck. The, uh, there's always a vanilla was one of those ones where like I only had to watch like one commercial. Yeah, uh, that's why I like. I mean, I don't mind watching one or two commercials and then getting to watch the whole thing. I wish that's how they did it rather than breaking it's based it up. more on popularity. Minutes. Wait, what? It's based more on popularity. So the more people that like watch the film, the less commercials. Right? No, 
Vice versa, the, I mean. Vice versa. Okay. The more people that watch the movie, the more commercials they stick in. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I usually I watch, watch like lower, like not as more obscure stuff. Have you watched Buffalo sixty six? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. That movie's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Vincent Gallo's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like one of my top ten. I'd say, like, it's just like incredible. It's so funny because it, it kind of reminds me of my family a little bit. except instead of like uh, Buffalo Bill fans it's Steelers fans so um, but yeah like I watched Girl Next Door no the uh, the one about the porn star who moves in next door to uh, Emile Hirsch yeah and that one had like commercials like every I'm gonna say every 15 minutes and there were five commercials probably yeah people love that movie and but like if you watch the girl next door, which is like the horror film that like yeah about the girl getting raped. Like, that's that was what the, I heard. It's like the one of the most disturbing movies all time or something. Eh. Honestly, <laughs> I, it, okay. The thing is, is the girl and um fucking what's his name William William Atherton. Yeah, young William Atherton, the boy who plays young William Atherton. Him and the girl are both terrible. I don't know if they were dubbed. I don't know what it was, but it's weird. They come across as like, as they don't come across as real people. They come across weird. It's like really synthetic, like stiff acting. It's, I wish I could say it's like synthetic and stiff, but no, it's, it's like aliens trying to act human. (laughs) (laughs) However, the lady playing the mom. mm, Fantastic. She was fantastic in that movie because I wanted to fucking stab her in the face. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like the terrible. villain, right? Right. Say so, I haven't seen eyes heard about it. Like it's a, the neighbors kidnap a girl or something. Well, no, so so the thing is is like her family died and yeah. she's staying with her aunt and her cousins. Oh, okay. And um the like, the aunt can't stand her and she's always calling her a whore and stuff. And it's allegedly based on a true story. Yeah. But what I saw about the true story and the movie don't really like add up. (laughs) They probably added a bunch of stuff to it. That seems, that seems to be what movies do just to spice it up a bit. Usually reality is not as interesting, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, in the movie, like she's like thirteen, yeah. But in reality, she was like seventeen. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, oh. And it wasn't her; it was her living with her aunt and her two female cousins, as opposed to two male cousins. Oh. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I'm gonna sound like a total misogynist, but the thing is, is, uh, like. Like jealousy, just jealousy in general is going to yeah. be like rampant in that house. So of course they're going to fucking torture her. Like, what the hell do you think is going to happen? <laughs> so in real life, she lived with the two females. Yeah, in real life, she lived with her aunt and then two cousins, and her two cousins had like a bunch of kids, and it was like it was fucking white trash. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. 
I but feel like that would have made a better story. If- and the thing is, is in the movie, it's like, you know, this just house in suburbia, you know? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really mind that because, I mean, I've, I, I mean, suburban settings can make for a disturbing story, but I just feel like if they added the all an all female cast, it would have been like more interesting. Yeah. So the way it, the way the movie sounds it almost sounds more like a Lifetime movie where they they have to have a male be the bad guy. It's like. <laughs> Well, no, the, the aunt was a bad guy, and like she's oh, like yeah. she she has one of her sons rape the girl, and I'm like, oh, gee, that's probably why they add the males in. So and, and then like everybody, rights. like all the neighborhood kids are just like, because it, it's not like you know, all the neighborhood kids, like these like ten and eleven year olds, are just standing there watching him, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, at ten years old, I'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that traumatize those kids for sure. <laughs> she lives in a town full of sociopaths or something. Right? And, like, and the thing is, it's like uh, William Atherton's, you know, child self goes yeah. over to the house and everyone's beating her in the basement and she's just standing there naked and handcuffed. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Like I, I, said, mean... I, I looked up about, about the real case and, it, you know... <laughs> I don't know. It it was it, the movie itself seemed to like go. I don't know. It seemed like over exaggerated. You know, just yeah. trying to disturb people. Pretty much, that's what it sounds like. You know, little little kids doing this shit is like more disturbing. <laughs> but it's like when yeah. you hear like teenagers doing this shit, you're like, yeah, that's fucking teenagers. <laughs> right i know teenagers are evil i mean children are evil too but you know. yeah i know <laughs> teenagers have always scared me and they still do <laughs> just like i don't know teenagers are just mean uh have you watched the happiness of the catacurries yeah i, I like that one okay <laughs> so you need to good. check that one out if you haven't seen it <laughs> oh no yeah I've seen it I've seen a lot of his movies uh, Mickey but uh, he, he just makes so many of them well so does uh, Shion Sono oh I know yeah him too so I, I'm waiting to see his new one with Nick Cage who Mieke? no uh, uh, Sono Oh, I didn't even know he's making a movie with Nick Cage. Yeah, it's already made. It's just it's not out yet. Like it's it's on the festival circuit. Uh, yeah, the last one I saw from him was Anti Porno. Yeah, I, I like that one too. That one was like that one was kind of a mind fuck. I I'm still not too sure what I watched, but I liked Virgin. Yeah. <laughs> that one was really good. I it seems a anti porno seems to be kind of a just like a statement on how crazy a film set could get. At least that's what I took out of it. Just like in terms of acting, like kind of stress, the actors kind of stressing themselves out to deliver a good role or a good performance. I mean, and just like how chaotic a film set could be. I mean, I at know. least 
that's kind of what I took out of it, but I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I, I'd have to watch it again because I've only watched it the one time. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not too yeah. sure what this was. It's definitely an artsy experimental thing. So I don't think there's too much of a story behind it, honestly. But I mean, I it, want... it... oh, go uh, ahead. Uh, 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 you could go. Oh, I watched uh, Virgin Psychics like the same like the same day I watched Anti Porno, and Virgin Psychic left a bigger impression on me. <laughs> Is that one of his movies? Yeah. Oh, I I haven't heard of that Virgin Psychics. Yeah. Well, they've had to change the name on IMDb to everyone is psychic. That's what they've changed it to. (laughs) But basically what it's about is it's about a bunch of virgins who get psychic powers. From not having sex? Well, so so basically they're all, all these virgins are all masturbating at the same time. And like, there's a comet or something that like passes over earth. (laughs) Gives them all psychic powers. So like, um, there's a guy and he can, he can like, uh, what is it? He can use like telekinesis yeah, and move stuff with his mind. But the only thing he can move is like dildos and flashlights. <laughs> and there's a girl and she can read people's thoughts, but all she can read is the lewd thoughts of guys. <laughs> oh, so it's like chaos walking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen that movie either. I heard it is terrible. Oh, I thought you were like, I thought you were saying like, it's like chaos walking. <laughs> no, there, uh, the, there's this movie that came out like Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. It's like about yeah. a planet where there's no women and all the guys, there's only guys and uh, their thoughts produce this like gas where it could show you what they're saying and thinking inside their head and uh i heard it was just absolutely terrible (laughs) well i'm not a big fan of tom holland and i don't like daisy ridley either so i'm not either (laughs) the only reason i was remotely interested is because i guess charlie kaufman wrote the first draft but there's like so many rewrites on it that like it basically canceled him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why Hollywood is so unfair to this guy. Like everything he's written is fucking gold. Well, just don't let Hollywood just don't trust Hollywood writers. <laughs> I guess I guess so. I mean, but you know Charlie Kaufman, right? I don't believe so. Oh, really? Oh, you gotta check out. Uh, he's he's mostly a writer. He's only directed like he's directed two movies. One of them's on Netflix. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he uh, he wrote being John Malkovich. Are you familiar? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that movie is fucking amazing. So I'm I'm a big Charlie Kaufman fan. So it's like. But it seems like Hollywood always treats him like shit. Like, he wrote a script that uh, George Clooney ended up directing. And George Clooney, like, kicked him off the fucking set. <laughs> well, uh, John Milius got treated like shit, too. And that's why he left Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why there's so much abuse on writers. Like, 
movies need writers. Well, John Milius, they they didn't like his opinions, so <laughs> you know they're like, "Fuck you, get out of here!" <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, dude. It's like it's crazy, and that I dance why there's so many shitty movies nowadays because there just isn't. Who's like not really any good writers? Like they're all. I feel like a lot of them are manipulated from the studios. Yeah, <clears throat> it just sucks. Makes for a shitty movie. So, um, I'm gonna like state totally controversial opinion. Yeah. So I've been reading this this book. <clears throat> so, I um I was trying when I was trying to get my book, you know, more attention. I was like getting more involved in like the. Like people who love who like the readers YouTube, yeah. And uh, I kept seeing this like the mention of this book. It's uh, people kept going, oh, at least it's better than the Gore novels. And I'm like, the what? And people are like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, what are the Gore novels? And they're like, it's these offensive as hell books. They're so offensive and sexist. And and I I would never read them because they're so offensive and like they're like it's about women as slaves and they get beat and oh it's so offensive and I was like well we live in a society where like literally everything's fucking offensive now oh I know and so I went down I went out and I tracked down like the first six score novels yeah <laughs> because I went. Well, let's at least give these a chance. They are the coolest books I have ever read. Are they? Yeah, but like they're just stupid fantasy novels. And the thing is, is like, you know, they play up this whole thing about like, oh, you know, the women are slaves and blah, blah, blah. The main character is trying to free them. (laughs) Yeah. He's trying to like, he's going against what they believe. Right. And I'm like, so how is this main character, you know, I'm like, how is this bad? But like you mentioned earlier, you know, now all, now everyone has to be a good guy. They're going and re, you know, they're going in. Um, I lost my train of thought because I drank too much wine. <laughs> <laughs> they're going in like, um, I can't think of the word. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm kicking myself because I can't think of the word. Um, they're retconning. They're retconning these evil characters to now be sympathetic good guys. Yeah. Like the Cruella DeVille movie. It's like, oh, well, Cruella DeVille was a bad guy after all. And I mentioned it to my daughter and she goes, the woman wanted to skin puppies. What the hell was she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of that lately, especially in Disney, uh, reverting all the villains into the basically anti-heroes in a way. Like, they did that with uh, Maleficent or whatever that movie's Mm -hmm. called. And, uh, yeah, now the Corella movie. I heard Maleficent was very um, Day of the Woman, a.k.a. I Spit on Your Grave. Was it? That's what I was. That's what I heard. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, what the... <laughs> a twenty minute rape scene. Yeah, let's let's watch that. <laughs> I don't yeah. think. 
<laughs> There's a Gabby 20 minute it. rape scene. In yeah, and I sit on your grave. No, no <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Oh. No, Gabby's like no, because I mentioned it to Gabby, and she goes, "Well, the lady she doesn't get raped, but like uh, she does like go after the guy. Go, well, does she like?" take one of the guys and stick them in a boat motor and say, suck it, bitch, and start it up. And she goes, no, but that would be pretty cool. I'd watch that, that movie. Would. <laughs> I'm like, would you want to watch I spit on your grave? <laughs> yeah, I I think most people would rather watch I spit on your grave than that fucking Disney movie. <laughs> I'd rather watch I spit on your grave than a lot of movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially a lot of movies coming out. I mean, not that there's been a crazy amount of well, I, I guess that's not true. There's still been movie a decent amount of movies coming out, just going straight to like HBO Max or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Did you see the new Mortal Kombat? I have. I saw the trailer and I said that looks like trash, and I yeah. decided not to see it. That's what I said when I first watched it, and then me and my girlfriend sat down to watch it one night, and uh, yeah, I, I was right. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's take all these cgi characters and have them fight in front of a trailer a trailer park won't that be cool it's like i I had mentioned because uh i know they created like i was watching a review about it and they're like yeah well uh it's about scorpion's grandson and you know and how he you know is gonna go and recruit all the characters for, to compete in Mortal Kombat. I'm like, oh, why did you create Scorpion's grandson? Because we didn't want a white man to lead this movie. And I went, okay, why not use Liu Kang? Why That's not what use, I'm saying. Why not use Kung Lao? Because yeah. we needed to introduce the characters, or we needed to introduce the audience to this world. No, okay. They, they fucked up because he's the worst part of the movie. Like his well, acting was sucks, his character sucks. I was wondering why they didn't bring in Shujinko. I actually don't know who that is. Shujinko is uh, the the protagonist of the what is it? Conquest mode and Mortal Kombat Deception. Oh, okay. He starts off as a kid and he trains to go into Mortal Kombat. When he trains, to, when he finally gets into Mortal Kombat, he's now an old man. Right. But he can. He, uh, what Shujinko does is he can like adopt people's fighting styles, yeah, and use it against them. See, that would be dope to have that character in the film. Like, I anything with it. I, I was under the impression that they'd use Liu Kane again, but yeah, it didn't happen. And it, <laughs> it's just it made for such a shittier movie. And like the way they uh portray. Uh, Luke Kane in that movie is just so like just cheesy and awful like they have they introduce him like the characters are walking in the desert and then Luke Kane he's silhouetted by the sun in the background he's all walking through the desert by himself and then like he walks up to him and the first thing he says is like hello I'm Luke Kane I'm like what the fuck is this like really like, are we trying to, like, it's like they're trying to adapt, like, cutscenes from Mortal Kombat 4. And, oh, like, dude. If, only they, <laughs> if only they did that. Mortal Kombat 4, 
had the most atrocious cutscenes, but I know so good. <laughs> I know. I rather see like a room version of Mortal Kombat than what we got, because I mean, it's just it, it seems like they really don't know shit about Mortal Kombat at all, and they're just throwing a fucking movie together for the money. It becomes pretty fucking obvious, you know, the more you watch it, that they just don't. They don't really have any respect or care for the characters or the story or the franchise, like to be like, period. So it's like, it's like, what's the point of this movie? Well, I am tired of Goro. Yeah. Well, if they could at least get it, like, spend some good money on a costume or something, because I mean, the way he looks in these movies is shit. Like he well, looked like shit in the '95 version. That he looks even shittier now that the technology is caught up. I I give the '95 version some slack because at least they used, you know, practical effects. Yeah, it does look better. And you know, people go, "Oh well, uh, how you know this was revolutionary for the time." Like, how how can they say that? And it's like, dude, his face is like fully animated you know not animated but his face you know like makes expressions he does yeah. all this stuff i can see why it was revolutionary for the time yeah definitely you know uh because and somebody tried to make an argument about oh well jurassic park had better animatronics it's like jurassic park had like you know good animatronics but they didn't have like all these facial features they didn't have all these you know all these moving components they didn't have the arms that move like the 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 arms that moved and it's like yeah i can understand why goro was you know considered revolutionary yeah with this new one they just there's nothing really revolutionary about it so we've seen such better cgi right than what they had it's just the fact that this movie is getting like so many like good or decent reviews just really shows how everyone's settling for shit movies. Thank you. I've been saying that for a long time and it really, yeah, it's, it's discouraging because it's like, why do people settle for fucking garbage? It's like, you know, I feel like we're heading towards idiocracy where they go and see the movie ass. Yeah. (laughs) I know ass would be more entertaining than the new Mortal Kombat. (laughs) I feel like that's the direction we're heading as a society. I'm just we like, are, man. It's like so painfully obvious. It's like it just shows how people, and it's not just movies; it's music too. I mean, people are settling for shitty music, and they, you show someone a good song, they're like they don't want to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I like the the latest Dark Tranquility album, but yeah, for the most part, music is is fucking yeah. Well, no, don't get me wrong. There's still really great movies and music coming out. It's just, it seems like a majority of people, they want to listen to like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and like this bubblegum bullshit. Like, it's, it's, I I don't really get it. It's like, oh, wait, what? Mad. Because, um, uh, one of her friends doesn't know who Michael Jackson is. Wow, really? Yeah. And That's Gabby so loves 
Well, I mean, to be fair, I, I did. My aunt came out to visit and she has <laughs> a, a young daughter, probably around nine or 10. She didn't know who Michael Jackson was either, but she knew what moonwalking was. Yeah, my daughter loves Michael Jackson. Uh, she knows like every song on Thriller. She knows like all the words to him. <laughs> yeah. She listens to Queen. So. No, that's good. I mean, you know, good music is really timeless. And it, it, I, I, it just seems like people these days are so quick to just bury it, accept, dismiss it as old. It's mm-hmm. like, who cares how old a song is if it holds up and it still sounds great? Like, I don't see how anyone would have a problem with it. Well, I honestly don't know, like, half the music I own. I don't know what year it's from. Excuse yeah. Me. Like, I went and bought an Earth, Wind, and Fire album, and I bought a Sly and the Family Stone album. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm just going to listen to this. I don't care <laughs> what year it's from. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I'm back on my Pink Floyd binge. So, I mean, that's my favorite band. So, I, uh, you know, I'll listen to them for months and then get tired of their shit and then come back a year later and re-listen to it, you know. So, I'm, like, back listening to all their albums. Like, I've even been really looking for, like, new rap music or anything. So, I mean, that's mostly what I listen to. But, like, none of my favorite rappers have been putting – I mean, some of them have, but most of them aren't coming out with any new music and i don't really care for a lot of these younger like 19 year old rappers you know mm-hmm. that seems to be what everyone wants to listen to i'm like these guys don't really have much talent <laughs> you know but i mean that seems to be what everyone wants to listen to that they you know pink floyd's garbage now apparently I don't know, dude. See, the thing is, is I've never been one for the the popular opinions. It's just like, I just no, listen either. to, you know, like, um, I got into Dark Tranquility because um, there was a time where I was like trying to find, you know, like, uh, I was trying to find out more metal to listen to because I was like, I yeah. listen to Darkest Hour and that's like it. That's all right. I listen to. And I'm like, well, who influenced Darkest Hour? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we were influenced by all these bands over in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, Swedish metal is pretty badass, honestly. <laughs> it is. I love it. Yeah. And they like mentioned... Viking metal. Oh, like Amen and Marth? Oh, yeah, I love them. Yeah, um, but Dark Tranquility is, like, real... Like, if, if I were to recommend an album, listen to The Gallery. It's phenomenal. But that's, okay. that's the album that I listened to, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" <laughs> so like that got me into them, and uh, yeah, yeah, I I've been off to check them out because I mean I I am I, I kind of stopped listening, and I've I've told you this before. I stopped listening to metal because I a lot of the stuff coming out just kind of sound the same, or is basically. I was basically putting in a category with like country music and mariachi music as <laughs> these genres that just don't really, they just kind of sound the same, but if like, if I could find some like good metal, I'd love the. Well, the uh, cool thing is, is like, uh, so, and I, I don't know. I see, so this is why I don't like metal fans or the metal heads. Yeah. 
because the thing is, is like they complain about the new Dark Tranquility album. They're like, oh, I hate how Dark Tranquility is using synthesizers now. Like they've been using synthesizers since like 1999. Shut up. Right. But the thing is, it's like, to me, it's like, uh, so Dark Tranquility uh, in flames and at the gates started this entire new genre of metal called melodic death metal. And when they started it, like if you go and listen to each of those bands, first album, they are weird. They're the weirdest albums you'll ever listen to. Uh, Skydancer is possibly the most normal of all of them. Um, there's like, there is a, I kid you not, there's like a medieval, like, there's like a medieval melody on uh, In Flames' first album. Just like yeah. breaks down and like has clean vocal, has like this girl come in and start singing and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> So they were like really experimental. They were extremely experimental. But the thing is, is like metalhead and like to me, I don't like like newer in flames as much. Yeah. But to me, in flames and dark tranquility are still trying to do weird things. At the gates is basically just trying to relive slaughter of the soul, and that's all they're trying to do. <laughs> right. That's but, cool though. I I that's kind of what I'm drawn to is like experimental music for sure. Like, cause it, there's, uh, as I said, as I said before, these trends and like pop culture where everything has to sound the same. I'm kind of looking for stuff that's just kind of original, you know? Yep. So that's, uh, I'll definitely have to check them out because, yeah, I love experimental music. Yeah, but uh, like their first, I'll say their first four albums are like extremely experimental and they like do kind of weird things, but those are like the ones that Dark Tranquility was the weirdest on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like Frank Zappa. In Flames' first album, I highly recommend because it's just like, I listen to it to this day, and I go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like with Death Grips, if you ever, if you know who they are. I'm I'm aware of them. Yeah, they're really out there, too. They, uh, they're experimental hip-hop, but, I mean, it's getting to the point where they're, like, making punk music. Cool. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I love shit like that, you know. So I like genre breaking things like movies. Have you listened to Little Big? They sound familiar. They're these like Russian guys, and they're they're so weird, man. (laughs) (laughs) Russia produces some weird stuff. (laughs) I I mentioned them to James. I said, "Hey, James, I heard of this new band. They're called Little Big." He's like, "Yeah, I've been listening to Little Big for the last three years." <laughs> I <Yeah>. saw them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, James always caught me as a guy who like loves experimental shit. So uh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> there was something else, James. So there was something else he did. I don't remember. But Michael is so upset because, out of respect for James, uh. Were you there when Greg pulled down his pants and shook his ass? <laughs> uh, through the devil's eyes? Yeah. I think so. 
So James was like sitting there telling a story and he yeah. thought like he was being like super entertaining for us because we're all like laughing at his story. And yeah. the whole time Greg is standing behind him shaking his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a bunch of pictures of it and James asked me, he said, can you please delete those? I said, yeah, I'll delete them. You know, Michael's like, <laughs> Oh man, you shouldn't delete them. They were the best pictures ever. The best pictures ever. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> if it's showing Greg's ass, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll never forget how hard Michael laughed when he kicked open the bathroom door in a final hit, and Greg's sitting there on the toilet and his dick's on the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christ. I forgot about that. That's not sanitary. <laughs> he was, he, he's sitting there, his legs are spread open, his dick's just on the seat. And Michael <laughs> kicks open the door and goes, fuck! <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. That's, yeah. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> I feel like a lot of... Especially with how people are nowadays, a lot of actors probably would have quit if that if that happened to them. So, <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is like, but like, most people don't know this, but anytime I do something really bizarre and weird, yeah, it's always with an actor I've worked with before. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like having actors that I haven't worked with before do weird things. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I tried to explain to newer actresses. I said, look, you won't be nude in this scene. They'll right. just look that way. Yeah. I'm like, the way I'll shoot it, it'll be very tasteful. No, 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 no. I don't want anyone thinking I'm nude. It's like... Meanwhile, Greg is sitting there with his dick on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I guess it just depends on the actors. It's weird, though, that people would react that way when they read the script and they agreed to be in the project. Like, I don't... Well, a lot of them dropped out after they read the script. They said it was sexist and all this other stuff. Oh, Christ. Yeah. And everybody had the same problem. They're like, this. It, they're like, Dick Stilettos is, is horrible. I'm like, Dick Stilettos. <laughs> 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 No one's supposed to know that's where he got his name from. Oh, okay. <laughs> even though, even though, like the first day of shooting, Michael kept doing that voice. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like Michael would have spoiled that by now. No, <laughs> he kept doing that voice. He's like, "Hello, <laughs> damn it, Michael." <laughs> <laughs> Where's my BJ, bitch? <laughs> So he doesn't do the voice in the movie, then? No, he just, uh, he's just doing normal Michael. Oh, I was going to say, you should have had him do the voice. Dude, if he did the voice, then, you know, then there's, like, grounds for possible lawsuit. <laughs> I guess, but the person he's imitating isn't really smart enough to catch on, I feel like. <laughs> oh, trust me. Trust me. There's He's smart enough to catch on because Michael <laughs> showed him the ringtone, okay? <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah, the grab him thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michael's ringtone that he made. He said, hey, 
check this out. <laughs> he just said, well, that's nice, Michael. And then he disappeared and we never saw him ever again. <laughs> Over that? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's probably like, fuck this. I'm going to only do movies where I play a homeless guy who gets shot by a shotgun for no reason. I'm going to I'm gonna be in a Watch Dogs movie, which is terrible. <laughs> oh, he's in a Watch Dogs movie? Yeah, he's like the Fan bad film. guy in the watchdog. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have seen that. That was uh well I, I don't want to say the guy's name now that <laughs> now that I said it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not saying he's a terrible person, okay? <laughs> no, I know. It, it, and I think he even said that he wasn't a fan of it, so Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I had him on social media. He seemed to have unfriended me since, which is fine. <laughs> he was stalking me on Twitter, so. Really? Yeah, and then I deleted Twitter like over a year ago. That's how my roommates are. They're Facebook stalkers. Like, they, they'll they never like or comment my uh, posts, but they'll bring it up when I see them. Like, oh, I saw your post. I'm like, oh, yeah. you did? Thanks for the support. Well, I I uh, have been getting on people's, excuse me, I've been getting on people's cases lately because I'm like, you know, messaging me, telling me, hey, RJ, that thing you made was really good. Doesn't do anything for me. If you comment yeah. or like the video, then at least it's helping because of how the stupid YouTube algorithm works. Yeah, exactly. I don't think people understand that. Yeah, I'm like because of how the algorithm works, it helps more if you comment and like the video. Yeah, as opposed to you know messaging me going, "Hey, that was cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I hear you on that. I get that too a lot. Not that I don't appreciate if I do get those messages, but it's like, eh, well, you could go ahead and click that subscribe button, you know. <laughs> and that's well, what well, kind of uh, that's what kind of made me give up on the trip house because I'm. I was releasing as a, and the first two episodes are still up on YouTube, but uh, mm-hmm. I was going to do more of them, but it just seems like, uh, you know, I tagged all the cast and crew and they, a lot of them just don't seem interested. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to just start this from scratch because this, uh, this movie is an absolute failure at this point. <laughs> well, you're getting a credit on uh, the film I'm working on. Really? Yeah. Because I'm using that footage that, like, I don't know if you remember, we shot some footage back in 2016 with Liam and Ashley. Yeah. So I had, an, like, I, I really want, I, I've held on to that footage this whole time. Oh, okay. But I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Yeah. And I was thinking about it and I was like, what if I, like, write it into this new movie as, like, a reenactment? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like a reenactment sequence. So you're like credited with like cinematographer reenactment sequences. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, I appreciate it. That, oh, that's cool that you put in the work. Yeah. Well, no, it's cool that you're uh, releasing that and using it. You know. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I basically have a whole hard drive full of footage that's pretty much unusable at this point. <laughs> I was trying to make something something I mean I have enough footage for like a first season but 
it's like just with the reception it's been getting and uh, just how like fucked the experience was i'm just i'm just like i'm just gonna move on i mean if you, you want to if you i mean the thing is is like i don't know who would see him because I, I only have like two people subscribed to my uh my streaming channel but if you want to send him my way and put him on there okay yeah that'd yeah. be dope i uh is your last film on there um, it's not on there yet, but I, I, cause right now all that's on there is through the devil's eyes and, uh, time has a funny way of selling itself short. I'm trying to get more content before yeah. I like go and upload all my movies because I'm like, well, this doesn't really work like as it is. <laughs> so right. I'm working with a couple people and we're in talks about like, okay, well maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that to get more content on there to make it, you know, make it worth people's money. It's not like, cause I'm not like going, Oh yeah, well you got to subscribe for seven bucks a month. That's very cheap. So, yeah, no, I'd love to, I'd love to subscribe. I, uh, I would do it today, but I, uh, something I wasn't going to bring up, but I've been dealing with a bunch of bullshit today. So my, uh, bank account only has $1 in it. So I need to put money in there before it overdrafts. Yeah. And uh, so I had a hundred, I had two $50 bills. So I walked all the way to Chase Bank, used their ATM and their ATM ate my fucking money without uh, depositing it. Oh, so now I, I have to deal with this headache of calling them and filing a claim like, Hey, your fucking machine didn't read my money. And it was gonna spit it back out, but no money came out. So it basically just took my my hundred bucks. Yeah. So now, <laughs> so now I have to get that situated. Make sure they deposit the money into my account. But I mean, once it once it's in there, dude, I'd love to subscribe. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to like figure out how the whole thing works. <laughs> yeah. Because so, unfortunately the thing that sucks about it is you got to buy time. So, so if you want to put like an hour long movie on there, then you need to buy enough like minutes. Yep. Oh shit. Yeah. It, that's what, like that was what really like held me back from wanting to do it. I was like, Ugh. so I bought like yeah. 25 hours or something. And I'm like, okay. Well, yeah, it's. I thought twenty five hours would be enough, though. Well, no, uh, twenty five hours has been enough for me now. But you're yeah. initially you're only given, like, I think you're given one hour initially. Oh, yeah, that's like Vimeo. Mm, that that's that's, cool. that's what. Yeah, <laughs> Vimeo Vimeo pisses me off because their their subscription is so expensive, but it's like. Or uh, it's expensive, and then they only give you if you don't want to buy a subscription. They only give you like less than a gig. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, is even though it's with Vimeo, um, I do get there's, I think because they had they have their fee. So like yeah. the way I'm charging the fee is it's basically I get a dollar, they get a dollar. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, so it's like... That's better than fucking Amazon's deal. 
Oh yeah, where they give you fifty cents. Yeah, no, dude. I'm sorry, that's that's being generous. They give you that like, is, yeah. pennies. <laughs> they do. They for uh, Prime. My movie isn't on Prime anymore, which mm-hmm. is actually a good thing because it's actually brought in a little bit more money in. Uh, mm-hmm. Not much. Well, I mean, first of all, the movie's on there for cheap. Like I'm only charging ninety nine cents to rent it. To rent it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they take half of that. To, but uh, when it was on Prime, you have to. I think it's like they give you a penny for every hour. Yeah. So if your if your movie doesn't reach an hour for, if uh, how do I explain it? Yeah, if, like <laughs> if, that, if nobody watches it for an hour, you don't make any money. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had like at least ten thousand minutes, like over the course of it being on prime like a lot of people are actually they didn't a lot of people weren't watching the whole thing but it was, right. it, it was at least bringing in some views and yep. they actually accumulate accumulated to like 10,000 views which seems like a lot but it it only like the the majority of it being on there it only made about like 50 cents <laughs> or something well, yeah, and the thing is, is they like, um, they also keep changing their rate, but they pay you every year. Yeah, um, because when I initially started it, I was making like a dollar for like every thirty minutes they watched. Yeah, see, that's pretty good. And then, like, they kept renegotiating, and then by the time they took my stuff off, yeah, and just like removed it entirely, because they didn't just take it off a of prime; they just completely removed it. Right. And I was like, okay. But by that time, they were like, well, we're going to give you 20 cents for every hour streamed. Right. And I was like, you guys just, you guys just gave me 30 cents and now you're cutting me down more, you know? Yeah. It's gone to the point where they literally cut it all the way down to a penny. Fuck. <laughs> penny an hour. <laughs> It's like that. That probably works for these big, these big Hollywood movies that everyone knows. So of course they're gonna go watch those. Yeah, you know. But it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah. So I just, that, but that's why I went. Okay, well, fine. You know what? Um, I know a lot of people like streaming and don't want to buy physical. So I'm trying to offer for both. Yeah, because I mean. <laughs> Because, I mean, geeks and nerds, they love, like, I'm a geek. I love physical copies. Yeah. So it's like, if I love a movie enough, I, I let, let's say I rent it on Amazon. If I love that movie enough, I'm going to end up buying it on, like, Blu-ray, you know? Right. So, I mean, that's really that's a really good option to have. There, uh, unfortunately, there's not enough demand for My Neighbor Wants Me Dead at the moment. So that's... <laughs> That's why I haven't gone that route yet. So I'm like, I can barely gain fucking views over the internet, you know, over streaming. Well, through the devil's eyes was wanted enough to have it pirated. So hooray. Mine too. Yeah. My, my shit got pirated too by Russians. <laughs> they even posted on YouTube. Wow. And it wasn't, I commented on it too. because it wasn't even in HD. <laughs> I'm like, 
you know, it's a zero budget movie. I'm not making any money off of it. I don't really care if it's pirated just so that people could see it, you know, yeah. just so it could get out there and maybe gain an, an audience of some sort. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, so I commented, I'm like, dude, if you're going to pirate my movie, at least upload it in HD and don't don't put a bunch of fucking soccer ads all over it. <laughs> there's like a there's a soccer there's an ad for like some soccer tournament popping up every like 10 minutes i was like what the fuck like no one wants to watch a movie like that like come on uh yeah so uh i mean yeah i i'm just like i'm not trying to be like super serious about the streaming platform it's more you know uh and I actually was trying to go for ad free or, yeah. or ad, an ad thing. And uh, Vimeo's like, well, you got to pay us $10,000 if you want to do the uh, ad option. And I was like, 10000 Yeah. I was like, you guys, I don't have $10,000. And they're like, God damn. Well, in order for, you know, you to do this, you know, you'd have to at least charge a subscription. I'm like, Okay, well, how does the subscription work? And they told me that they take a dollar and then, like, I get whatever's left. I'm like, well, I'm not wanting to charge people, like, a shit ton of money, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll make a dollar. You guys make a dollar. Yeah. Shit. You did the buy rent thing on Vimeo? Oh, uh, no, it's um, it's actually building a, a your own channel. Oh, okay. Service. Yeah. Yeah, and they want like five thousand in order to get it on Roku and stuff. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, and I tried building my own Roku channel, but like that that also costs money. And I was like, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully not like five grand. No, no. Okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. A lot of these indie movies don't even cost five grand. Right. It's like, so why am I going to pay you five grand? <laughs> you know? It's like, what the hell? I don't know. Well, Keeping Justice and Silver Stars both cost, ten, both cost about six. Yeah. And well, then yeah, that's, uh, final that's hit most was of 10. the budget. Yeah. And then Gregory back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Him and I aren't talking, but, you know. Yeah, not talking? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So he wanted to be on this. On the streaming thing, yeah, I told him what he needed to do, and instead of doing what what I asked him to do, he wanted to make stupid jokes. <laughs> like you know how he does, yeah. And then I just was I just ignored him. I'm just like, okay, fine. You obviously don't want to do this because yeah. I'm asking you to do what you need, what needs to be done, and you're just ignoring me. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> and then like... he contacts me that night. And he's like, ah, what the fuck is wrong with you? You were supposed to be on your streaming thing, or I was supposed to be on your podcast, and now uh, we're not doing it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) He just needs to to create an account. I don't know why that's difficult. He was was making his stupid jokes. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, "Ah, RJ, who's your favorite director? Kurosawa. Ah, Kurosawa, you like beach movies? Yeah. Yeah, he 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 did that to me a lot. I can't really remember his jokes. Well, he told the same one so many times that I knew the punchline. 
Yeah. But, you know, I said, hey, I need you to download this app. And he was making jokes about the app name. And I'm just like, okay. So I just didn't respond to him. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> my, like that night, he like messaged me at like midnight. And he's just screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> I hate you. I'm like, okay. And then, like, he does all this crap. And then he's been, then he started messaging me, like, a week later, just, like, yeah. trying to be my friend again. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you now because, you know, the, the way you're reacting. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Well, I mean, hopefully that gets sorted out because I'd love to hear a Greg podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the shit he'll say on there, I can only imagine. Well, the thing is, it's like okay, so I, I, he came up to visit, and he just, he, he does, he doesn't seem like Greg anymore. Oh, but, yeah. So I don't know if I'd even want to do the podcast because, you know, it wouldn't be like a Greg podcast. It'd be like the the artist formerly known as Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he just, you know, a lot of personal shit he's been going through. Yeah. It's just kind of broken him. No, I I, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had my share of breaking down, too. I'm probably not the same as I was, was years ago, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Did you seem you, you seem pretty much the same the same guy that I've known. So. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. I, I don't know. I it could have something to do with the house I'm in. It's just a very depressing experience. <laughs> you know, yeah. just uh, just how it is having roommates, I guess. And I, and I think that's kind of what he's dealing with. He's just dealing with a lot of crap. And so, yeah, I, and, but, and so I'm not trying to put pressure on him, but it's like, you know, he had asked me because he got mad because Michael was on it. And then right. he was like, oh, I want to be on one. So I was like, okay, fine. We'll have you on one. And so I reached out to him and I was like, okay, this is what I need you to do. And he was just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they weren't even funny jokes. And I was just like, no, <laughs> like, just do what I'm asking you to do. <laughs> He's like, oh, you want me to buy an anchor? Or yeah. She's like, oh, we're going sailing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see him doing that for sure. <laughs> He's like, ah, we're going sailing. And I was like, he was like, ah. And then, then for some reason, he started talking about a prolapse anus. What the fuck? <laughs> I'd be like, dude, save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He's like, ah. And then he texts me and goes, ah, I feel poop coming on. And then he just like, <laughs> and then I didn't hear from him the rest of the day. And then he contacts me that night and just starts screaming at me. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and, and, I, and all I had sent Mike, I had sent Michael like a joke, like yeah. five minutes before. And I don't remember what the joke was. And I called up Michael the next day and I go, were you and Greg hanging out last night? He goes, no, I haven't seen Greg in like two, in, in like a year. Yeah. Right. Well, because I sent you that text because it, it was I didn't even mention Greg's name. All I it was just a joke. Yeah. And I didn't say any names or anything. 
And I just sent it over to Michael. And then, like, I go, and after I sent you that joke, five minutes later, Greg texts me and he's just screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, maybe he uh, sent the text to him. I don't know. <laughs> no, Michael hadn't, like, it hadn't even said that he read it until the next day. Oh. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> so where he's 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 always watching and listening. <laughs> <laughs> like Greg sees all. He's like right outside my window right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I'd, I'd love to hear a Greg podcast. Like, I mean, if he's a broken man, that might make for depressing yeah. listen but and I, that's the thing is i i think we're just because uh my mom saw him when he yeah. came to visit and she just was like she asked me she goes is greg okay i don't <laughs> i i don't know why she goes he just he seemed like he was broken and i was like yeah i i think he kind of is i think like he's just been going through so, so much shit that you know yeah, broken him. Just like he just doesn't seem like Greg. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. I I hope he, uh, you know, things start to work out better for him. Yeah, so he's a he's a he's probably the most hyper like charismatic one of the most hyper and charismatic yeah charismatic guys I ever met. Well, and the thing is, is like I like I said, I think I really noticed this change in him with the Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah, uh, when his mom said, "You need to grow up. You need to stop uh, goofing around. You you need to, you need to be serious, right?" Right. And ever since then, he has. It's like he's slowly kind of just become you know really really unhappy. You know, he went and got married. He wasn't happy in his marriage. Just all this shit happened. Yeah. And he's like the real life Luke Skywalker. What? <laughs> I, I said he's like the real life Luke Skywalker. I, I, I heard you say that, but I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like in the the old the old Star Wars movies, he was like always like charismatic, and you know, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and the newer movies, he's just like this broken, beat down man who secluded himself on an island. And <laughs> uh, I haven't <laughs> like, seen oh, any fuck movies. Oh, you haven't? Nope. Oh, that's good. I, don't don't watch him. I, I, okay, so here's the thing, right? Yeah. It basically if Disney owns something, I try to avoid it. That's where I'm at. Uh if I find out an actor worked on like Disney Plus, I'm just gonna go, Oh thank you. And then I won't ever call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how bad I am being anti Disney. Just yeah. Like, no. I, I don't blame <laughs> you, dude. They're very just uh Yeah, I, I think it's know. a good company. So Yeah. I think we might be witnessing the end of Disney, though, which is a good thing. Uh, you hope. <laughs> but then, 
Unless they just keep buying more shit, then probably not. That's the thing is like they're just that's why they're going and buying all this shit because they're they're failing. Yeah. They have all this money, and they're like, okay, well maybe we can buy some properties to continue to bring in money. Yeah, that's literally what it is. You know. Uh, oh, by the way, are you aware that Star Wars was bought on the same day that the Mayans said the world was going to end? Uh, seeing how all these corporations are like into that Illuminati shit doesn't really surprise me. Well, I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you know, that's when the Star Wars world ended. Like, it all came yeah. crashing down that day, man. Holy shit! I mean, that. Well, the the reason I bring I say Illuminati, there seems to be a lot of symbolism behind shit. So that could very belt that that could very well be why they bought they bought Star Wars on that date. Yeah. <laughs> to literally usher in the end of Star Wars as we knew it. Well, yeah, I, I just remember like Max Landis got a bunch of shit because uh, he mentioned something like he went to go see it like the day it came out, the yeah. Force Awakens. And right. He's the guy that like went, raise a Mary Sue, and everybody went, <laughs> <laughs> And so Max Landis now has like all these things against him, like, oh, so Max Landis sexually assaulted all these people. And I'm like, did he? Or are you guys just angry that he he called, you know, he called Ray out as Mary Sue? <laughs> yeah, I had heard about that. I mean, I don't know. It it wouldn't really surprise me just because all these Hollywood guys seem that that seems to be their thing, but it wouldn't <sighs> surprise me either. People are just pissed at his opinions. Well, okay. So this pissed is, they want to ruin his reputation. This is me. This is probably going to be cut out anyway. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, I think the whole Me Too thing is bullshit. I think I it's do fake. too. I do too. Um, I got. I got. Uh, I had an actor quit my movie because I. I said this and I wasn't thinking. I was just like, you know, man. I think it's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, all a lot of the actresses who came out and said, oh, you know, me too, me too. It's like, dude, you were sucking dicks for roles. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's an agenda. Right. You know, it's just, it, it, I don't know if you know this, okay? So um, a week, I don't know how well you follow the business. A week before Me Too started, yeah, uh, Jonathan Levine, uh, or Levine and a bunch of other directors Came yeah. out, and we're all talking about how Harvey Weinstein owes them money. Oh, really? Yeah, they were all talking about this a week before. And I was like, uh, he owed uh, Jonathan money for all the boys love Mandy Lane and stuff like that, which stars, you know, a famous bed pooper, but <laughs> that's beside yeah. the point. Um, but he was saying that they all owe, uh, th- that Harvey owes them money. And then. Uh. A week later, oh, all these women are now saying that Harvey raped them. Oh, wow. And everybody's playing surprised Yeah, that the casting couch is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, and no, I mean, that's it's been going on forever. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin <laughs> has a fucking casting couch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's basically how Marilyn Monroe was founded. Yeah, so I, I'm i just very much about, like, 
you know, whatever. I think the whole, I, I, I just, I don't, be, I, um, I don't believe all women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there's, I, there's a hilarious meme I saw. Uh, it was Patton Oswalt, and he's wearing a shirt that says "Believe All Women," and he's just pointing to it. And somebody said, "When your wife's ghost returns from the grave and tells everyone you murdered her." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that what happened to him? His wife was um, murdered. His well, the thing is, is there's a conspiracy theory that his wife was murdered by him. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me. If he... <laughs> surprise me he fucking looks like a little rat man. Yeah. Well, he's he's uh, claimed that he's a pedophile too. Okay, like he's tweeted about it. Like I'm a proud pedophile or some shit. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> like he's not even hiding it. But all right, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying, man. I I feel like when it comes to the media and the Hollywood, everything's like really manipulated. Like especially with Hollywood movies. Like, have you seen Tenet? Nope. So, uh, the movie is not that great, <laughs> but the biggest issue I have with it is the villain. Mm-hmm. So, there's this bad guy in the movie, and he's Russian, mm-hmm. and that's basically all the movie wants you know, to know about him. He's a rich Russian guy, and he wants mm-hmm. to end the world because he's a rich Russian. So, and then he starts that movie? <laughs> pretty much so the bad guy basically has no real motive or anything he's just an asshole and he's a Russian guy and then you start thinking oh well who is America having a dick measuring contest right now fucking mm-hmm. China and Russia and then mm-hmm. you see all these agendas in these movies like anti-Russia and all this shit Yep. And it takes me back to why I do not like Marvel movies. Yeah. Because if you remember the first Iron Man, so the beginning of the movie, Tony Stark, he's in Afghanistan. He gets kidnapped by the terrorists. Mm-hmm. He he builds a shabby suit and then he escapes. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. I don't really mind that that much. It's whatever. But then what's he do right after that? He goes back to America. He builds the Iron Man suit, tests it out a bit. And then the first thing he fucking does, he goes back to Afghanistan. And then he stumbles upon a village that's like getting raided by some bad guys. He there's like, let's say there's like 12 bad guys or whatever. And they're like rounding up. the, They're like harassing these people in the village. Mm-hmm. He goes and kills them. And then they're all saved. And, you know, the audience is like, woo. You know, he's blowing up tanks and walking away from them. <laughs> and then he just flies off back to America, never to return again. <laughs> so what, you're telling me because he killed 12 Arab guys that he, he, he saved the world? Or he stopped terrorism because he killed these 12 guys? If anything, the army in that country is going to go to that village and be like, Yo, what the fuck happened here? Like, why are all the, who, who killed all these guys? Why are these tanks exploded? And the villagers are going to be like, oh, there's this guy in an in a iron suit. He blew him up. 
<laughs> well, but then at the end of the movie, he's like, I am Iron Man. And they play the Black Sabbath song. <laughs> well, that, I don't mind that. Yeah, it's kind of, instead, instead of I don't mind Sam that Jackson, as much. Instead of Sam Jackson in the room at the end, it's just the terrorists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the more you think about it, it's like, why is this scene even in the movie? Because, like, he didn't really solve anything. Yeah, he got the bad guys that, like, maybe captured him at the beginning. But he probably put those villagers in even more danger because he's not coming back to save them from the horde of other terrorists that are going to come kill them now, you know? And it's not like if they were going to go with the thing like, oh, Iron Man is going to stop terrorism, then he would go around the whole fucking, not only that country, but he'd go around the whole fucking world saving people from terrorists within that one movie. He goes for one scene, kills 12 guys, and then leaves to go back to America forever or to wherever else he needs to go because it's definitely not going to be Afghanistan. Well, I have uh, I haven't God. seen him in, in forever, so yeah. I'm just like having to take your word for this because I'm like, I don't fuck like I know I saw it like when it came out, and yeah. I was just like, okay, that was a movie. Well, that was my uh, well, that was my and you know that was my memory that stuck with me is like this seems like pure propaganda, <laughs> pretty much. You know, the more you think about it, <laughs> and then I revisited that scene on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm right. Because <laughs> it's like, who is that? Who were we fighting back then? We're at the war of Afghanistan, so let's just cram as much Afghanistan propaganda as we can in our big budget movies, and let's tell you how you should think while we're watching them. You know, it becomes less about a superhero movie and more about a, hey, watch this guy from America conquer the terrorists. Woo! It just it just comes off as like pure propaganda. Oh, and that's the yeah. way I look. That's that's why I know this within these movies. And it's like people give Martin Scorsese, uh, Martin Scorsese shit about Marvel movies and why he doesn't like them. I'm like, he has a valid point. He says they're not really movies. And I kind of agree. They're just flashy pro- uh, po- uh, propaganda. Well, I agree with Scorsese that, but I don't, I, the thing is, is I haven't liked Marvel. Like I know I saw the first wave. Like, everything up to Avengers. Same here. Well, I didn't see Captain America and I didn't see Thor. But I saw Hulk, Iron Man, and Avengers. Yeah. Right? I think, yeah. That's, those are the ones I saw. And I was just like, when I went into Avengers, I was like, this movie fucking blows. Like, (laughs) I'm sure you remember. Yeah. No, it's it's overrated for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that movie sucked. And Greg got so angry with me. He's like, huh, what the fuck? <laughs> the movie's awesome. Because people don't see that there's not really much. Like, obviously, when it comes to visuals, these movies are like, they're pretty fucking great at that. Like, the, the visuals in these Marvel movies are pretty great. But it kind of goes to show that people really only care about flashy imagery. They don't really care about a good story or like, I'm sure that I'm sure the character development's fine in those movies, but it's like, there's not really much point to them. I feel like other than the, like tell you how to think. Well, I don't know. See, like the raid, 
I I thought the raid. I saw the raid like right before I saw Avengers, like a, a couple weeks before. Oh yeah, see, no wonder you saw you know this Avengers a piece of shit. That's a real movie, the raid. Yeah, I thought and I thought the raid was like fucking badass. I was like, That's this movie, masterpiece. Like, my yeah. dad and I went to go see it because I was like, hey dad, you want to go see this movie? He's like, uh, what what's it about? I said it's about like some guys just going into a building and beating the shit out of each other. It's awesome. He's like. Okay, yeah, and he was like blown away. He's like, "This movie was cool." <laughs> the thing is, is like, I saw Avengers, and I was like, "This is boring. This is stupid." I'm like, I don't know why anybody likes this. So it's a bunch of the, the those movies are a bunch of exposition for other movies. So they they spend like a little time fighting and you know special effects. Most of the time, they're just talking about what's going to be explored in the next mo- the next sequel. It seems like. And then you just get these scenes with talking heads and they don't really look, they're boring. They're not filmed very like in a very engaging way. They're just talking head scenes. Well, I I'm just thinking like from an action perspective, like all the action scenes are so bad. They're so bad. Like Michael Bay shoots better action scenes than these people. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, everybody praises all these movies and I sit back and like, they go, oh, like, I remember I seriously thought I was, like, taking crazy pills when the first Avengers came out, because I was like, everybody says this movie's phenomenal. I'm like, this is fucking garbage. This is terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? But then, like, you know, people I went to go see it with, they they also thought, like, The Amazing Spider-Man was really good. And Ugh. I was like, and I'm like, <laughs> no, the, the one, and they're like, unlike that other one with that guy who can't act, I'm like, Tobey Maguire could act. He was very good in those movies. Yeah, no. Uh, Sam Raimi's a great director. It's kind of it kind of sucks that he's kind of gone that route too. Like I think he's even filming a Marvel movie at the moment. Well, like, he and Jackson have both gone that way, which is yeah, why I don't Peter care Jackson about what they're doing. for sure. The Hobbit movies fucking suck. Yeah, like that's <laughs> I don't. You ever watch on cinema at the cinema? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Oh, it's this Adult Swim show. It's kind of like a parody of uh, uh, Eber and Roper. They just review movies. Mm-hmm. They give every movie five bags of popcorn, no matter how like critical their opinion is of the movie. Oh, and so they're it, like IGN? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. They're like IGN, but worse. Because it's an Adult Swim show, so yeah, it's all right. scripted. And it, yeah. It, 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 there's just so much that goes into it. It's hilarious. But they do these uh, every year they have the Oscar special. And uh-huh. they're always like when the Hobbit movies were coming out, they're like, they're like, so what's your prediction for best picture? And they're like, oh, it's definitely going to be the Hobbit. This is Peter yeah. Jackson's year. This is his best film. Because <laughs> it's self-aware. They know the movies are shit and they know yeah. it's going to make people laugh. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be the Hobbit this year for sure. And oh, the it's Hobbit wasn't even nominated. <laughs> my, my mom loves the Hobbit, but she doesn't really like Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, why? Really? And she's, Lord of the Ring- yeah, she's like, Lord of the Rings is so boring. And I'm like, what do you mean it's boring? Like, there's a good story to Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, yeah. the Hobbit is bloated. Like, that's the biggest problem with it is it's just bloated as hell. Yeah, I and, found the Hobbit really boring, honestly. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, my mom just likes, you know, she likes spectacle. She's one of those people, which is why yeah. it's hard to film her movies. I didn't even really get much. I, like, 
I know the CGI in the Lord of the Rings trilogy wasn't it's dated and all, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Hobbit movies, the CGI was just like just as bad. It looked like shit when the movies came out. Trust me, it did. Yeah, and it, yeah. everything just seems really artificial in those movies. Um. So, have you seen Martyrs? Oh yeah, that's a great film. I don't know if I could watch it again because it like. It's one of those movies. It's one of those movies that ma- ha- g- kind of gave me like this sick feeling after watching it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that stuck with me. What, I mean, that's a good thing to get out of a movie. Something that sticks with you, even if it makes you feel like you need to take a fucking shower. But I showed Gabby Martyrs. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, what'd she think? <laughs> she loved it. She really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a movie that it's. It, that's a movie with layers to it. Like there's so many layers to that movie. It just keeps unpeeling into something totally unexpected. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was I didn't like the ending. I just, it felt too creepy pasta for me. Just like, you know, uh, there was a, there was a creepy pasta story. I don't remember which one it was, but um, it was like, uh, it was, I, I kept thinking it was Russian sleep experiment, but I don't, I think it was that one, but like, basically like these people were not allowed to sleep. And uh, then like, they ask him what they saw and they're like, I saw, I, I saw God and he, he, he just didn't care or something like that. And to yeah. me, that's to me, that's what the end of martyrs sort of felt like. I was like, yeah, what? a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I really liked, I, I loved the psychedelic, element to it that it that that psychedelic route it took to be honest i mean and that that's kind of what i was getting to with the layers thing so you don't really know why all these girls are getting tortured and stuff and then it's eventually it's revealed as that but i I mean i loved when it dives into her eye and then you kind of get a you see all the trippy shit she's seeing inside her head and stuff yeah I really love that, to be honest. Well, but yeah, no, what... I'm just saying, like the ending of it. That's it. Just kind yeah. of annoyed me, but, um, yeah. But she really enjoyed it, and she was like, "Wow, that was really cool." But the thing is, it's like, so there's people who get mad at me for showing. Like, I I took Gabby to go see Bohemian Rhapsody in theaters. Yeah, and they're like, "How how could you take your daughter to see that? That movie was so inappropriate for children." And I'm like, she likes Queen. That's why I took her to go see it because I figured, you know what? She wants to see a movie. She likes Queen. I'll take her to go see Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Is it rated she, R? It's PG-13. Oh, then what's their fucking problem? Well, that's the thing. Like, I know so many parents. Like, uh, I know this one guy, and he tells me, like, his kids uh, are, like, his son is near Gabby's age, and his daughter is younger, and, like, they saw home alone and had nightmares for like a week. <laughs> and I, I, and I said, really? And like he told me that and he goes, yeah. And I went, damn. I said, here's my, here I am showing my daughter fright night when she was like five. <laughs> yeah. His, you know. his... <laughs> you said well, I, I mean, so... well, I'm sorry. You said that was someone's kids who had nightmares Yeah, from home alone. From yeah, home their kids are having nightmares of Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe Pesci breaking into their house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be scary. 
<laughs> but like, the thing is, is I like I show Gabby movies that I, like I don't like showing her movies I haven't watched before. Yeah. Um. Because at least you know I at least know what she's watching. Uh. The most recent movie that I hadn't watched before that I let her watch was uh, Q the Winged Serpent, which. I figured, oh, there's nothing bad that's going to happen in this. It's a Larry Cohen film, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's that's my that's my mentality is, like, I like to, you know, watch movies first and go, yeah, she can, you know, this is appropriate for her. I would not let her watch a Serbian film anytime soon. No, definitely not. You know, if she wants to watch it when she's, like, 16, maybe, but. <laughs> yeah. I. It- even if like Bohemian Rhapsody was rated R, I don't like as long as the parents are cool with their kids watching a more mature film, I don't see any issue with that, you know. But that's the thing, it's like a lot of the parents that I'm meeting, like they have kids that are around Gabby's age. Yeah. And they they are just like shocked that I let my daughter watch what I let her watch. They're like you let your daughter watch this stuff? It's like, dude, I'm not letting my daughter like watch hardcore pornography, you know? I watch yeah. these movies first and I go, is this appropriate for her? And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. What boggles me is when people bring a newborn baby into a theater that's like oh. a hardcore rated R movie. Right. Like, like a, a few years back, I went to go see this film called Free Fire, which is basically like a 90 minute gunfight. Mm-hmm. So, so actually, not literally the whole movie's a gunfight, but I'd say a good hour of it, and it's probably mm-hmm. like a ninety-minute movie. And there's just like explosions and gunshots going off every, you know, fifteen seconds, just loud as shit. And all of a sudden, I just hear this like rattle in the back of the theater, like this rattle going off, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I keep looking back. And there's this, there's this lady with a baby care, a baby stroller, just like rocking it back and forth with one hand, the other hand rocking or uh, rattling a fucking baby toy. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, are you, you're seriously gonna like rattle a toy right now? <laughs> like, no. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're gonna be that type of parent, you need to go find a fucking babysitter. Right. Cause no, like you're literally interrupting the movie. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't take her. I didn't used to take Gabby to go see movies until she was probably like two or three, and we'd go see like kids' movies. Yeah. But you know, but the thing is, is you know, she's gonna be thirteen, so it's like, you know, I, I think like, okay, well, you know what, man, you, you know, I mean, I, I put her in my movies and let her swear, so it's like, you know, yeah. what kind of hypocrisy would it be if I, you know, don't let her at least see, you know, different movies? She loves like my cousin Vinny. She loves that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. One. <laughs> uh i told her like so that, and there's some movies like it's so hard for me to get her to watch i'm like dude you gotta watch this movie just trust me and like once upon a uh, once upon a time in the west i showed her recently yeah and she bought me so hard because she's like this is so boring i'm like trust me just yeah. stick with this movie and she's like fine and after the movie was over she said I can see why that is one of your favorite movies. That was a cool movie. And I'm like, I know yeah. it is. It's fantastic. Yeah, I know. So you're the first person to show me that movie. I was just blown away by that ending scene where uh, 
Harmonica finally confronts uh what's his face? Uh Frank. Yeah, Frank. I was gonna say uh Peter Fonda's dad or <laughs> Henry Fonda. <laughs> or yeah, Henry Fonda. <laughs> but yeah, that's an amazing film. But uh have you seen Once Upon a Time in America? Yeah, that one I I need to rewatch it because uh I th- I think I actually borrowed that from you and uh I watched it and I uh sometimes when I watch like a long movie I it, I there's a chance I might fall asleep and I think that was one of the films I actually fell asleep during. Yeah, it's like four hours long. When yeah. I was on Twitter, I had this like there was this guy and he's like, you know, I you know, I have a copy of Once Upon a Time in America, but I don't know if I should watch it. I'm like, watch it, watch it. And some some lady came by and goes, No, that movie's terrible. Don't tell him to watch it. And I was like, dude, that movie is like just as good as Once Upon a Time in the West. And she goes, ah, that, she's like, you have terrible tastes in movies. And I'm like, you may have terrible tastes in movies. Yeah. You don't like those movies. Those are masterpieces of cinema. I'm trying to get Gabby to watch Old Boy, but oh. every time I'm trying to show it to her, she's like, no, I'm not. She's like, I don't have any interest in this. She goes, this looks boring. And I'm like, Oh, it's definitely not boring. I just don't think she'd want to read the subtitles. Um, are you? We watched Martyrs. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot that's a French. Movie, um, right? let's let's see what I've what I've shown her. Let's let's go through the collection and, <laughs> and see what I've shown her. Yeah, that was my bad. I just realized that. Like, oh yeah, Martyrs is subtitles. Uh, she's watched Virgin Psychics. Oh, okay. uh, she's watched Society. Um, I, I still need to watch that. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Um, she's she watches she's watched um Ponyo, um from up on Poppy Hill. Uh, I think she's watched Towel's Moving Castle. I know she's watched Spirited Away. I think she's watched Princess Mononoke. Um, yeah, she's watched Pompoko. Uh, she watched Grave Grave of the Fireflies. Her and I both hated it, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I I think I've seen it twice, but I, I don't really plan on watching it a third time. I don't see what the appeal is. Gregory told me it made him cry. It is a sad movie for sure, and I, I think what appeals to most people is uh, the nuclear the atom bomb scene. See, I don't even remember that. All I remember is the fucking child annoyed me. The, the the little yeah. sister so yeah. damn annoying yeah i i didn't i watched the english dub and i i rem- i don't know how it is in japanese but yeah you're right the, i don't know if it's the english dub you're referring to or nope i watched the japanese watched, oh you did okay mm-hmm. then, she, then that character is annoying in both versions yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Gabby was actually cheering when she died. That's how. Oh wow! Because <laughs> so I was gonna say that's the part where it gets like really depressing. Where she, I think the character is like starving to death or something. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yeah. And Gabby cheered when she died. She said, "Finally, wow. we're done with that freaking child. I hate that kid." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! like she didn't even care that the kid was dying from starvation fucking kill her already (laughs) basically (laughs) 
um, she's watched um, uh, she's watched Love Exposure. Wow, yeah, that's a long one to watch. Yeah, she she loves she loves Love Exposure. Yeah, um, I do too. She's watched One Miss Call. She's watched Audition. Oh Christ! She's watched <laughs> Ring You. She's watched Fish Story. Um, yeah, these are just the foreign films that she's watched. Okay, and... so she watched subtitles movies. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> There's adults that like refuse to watch these movies because they're subtitled. So I mean, that, right. the fact that the kid like doesn't mind, like that's awesome. Well, the thing is, is you know, I, you know, um, we we would watch, you know, uh, subtitled anime. We'd yeah. watch, you know, when she was younger, and you know, it was easy to, you know, start her on anime, and then move her over to like you know Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah. And then slowly start introducing her to, excuse me, gosh, what the fuck, RJ? Start introducing her to films that are just all around the world. She's watched Kill Bill. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's one of my favorites. Well, I managed to find a copy of The Whole Bloody Affair, so. I watched the fan edit of it. It seemed to have a lot of deleted scenes, though, so it seemed to be kind of like the most legit thing you could watch since the you, it's like hard to find the actual version but well, yeah it's gotten really hard to find like i found it one time and i watched it one time yeah and, but like in order to have it on video i had to get the fan edit and i'm not a, a, like i was able to find out like because i've seen the original yeah. I knew what had been fixed and what cut out and stuff. And right, the second one they really fucked up on, but yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, just like they they did a lot of weird edits that I was like, why the hell did you do this? Why did you do this? Why did you put this scene here? Why did you put this scene here? I'm yeah. like, none of these make sense. <laughs> right? Yeah, they show the they show that the bill scene where he's. Uh, that see with Michael Ja White, right? They put that towards the end of the movie when she's in Mexico driving. Yes, the... yes, and that's not where it is. You know when he's when they're sitting there at the campfire. Yeah, the the next scene is that scene. Really? Yes, that's where it is. Yeah, another thing, another weird thing they did with the campfire scene, and I don't know if Tarantino that that's how the actual whole bloody affair is. Oh, where they, they, where they put in those, uh, those Kung Fu scenes. Yeah. They put in splices, old Kung Fu TV shows. No, that, that that was not in the, that's not in the Tarantino version. I've watched, like, I have seen the actual version. Oh, okay. And that's why I was so pissed off at the fan edit because I was like, they really fucked over the second movie. Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. So, I was kind of digging that idea at first, but none of what they were showing match really matched up with what the right the story Bill was telling. Yeah. And then I just it, it just dawned on me that I I think it's just so much more effective just to focus on the characters while the story's being told rather than splicing yep. all these old TV shows into it. Yeah, it just seemed kind of sloppy. Yeah, and that's that's why I didn't. That's why I wasn't a fan of it. So, 
because when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool, cool. They actually have a Blu-ray copy of it. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is a fan edit. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I knew that going in, that was a fan edit. But I was like, well, maybe they've seen the the whole bloody affair. Maybe they could em- emulate the and they And they fucked it. up at the end of the first one. Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing is they kept in, because from my understanding, it was you know, it's split up into two halves because it's too long, so they put the little cliffhanger at the end of the first one. And that's not like, in the that's not in it. Yeah, but in the yeah. in the fan edit they leave it's that in, the, in there. Yeah, yeah, I know. It pissed me off. Yeah, because I, I think the movie cause I, I Pil, uh, Kill Bill even spli- spliced in the two parts for me it personally is still like a near perfect movie. For me anyway. Like it's <laughs> It's probably the movie that made me want to start making movies, honestly, is Kill Bill. And uh, I lost my train of thought. But, <laughs> God, what was I going to say? Uh, but we're coming up on three hours, man. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. We should probably wrap it up. <laughs> but, yeah, this Kill is Bill's a long great movie. <laughs> Okay, everybody. Um, now that you know what a horrible parent I am, letting my daughter watch fucked up movies, and, and now that you've heard Nick's stories of of weird things, um, yeah, uh, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> anything you want to? Anything you want to talk about, Nick? Anything you want to to shill or you know promote? <laughs> No, I mean, uh, I have a film uh, streaming on Amazon. It's also streaming on YouTube because I know people probably aren't going to want to pay to watch it, but it's called My Neighbor Wants Me Dead. And uh, it's it's a short feature silent film about a man trapped in his apartment trying to escape as his bloodthirsty neighbor lingers outside. Okay. And I had a, I had a really great time talking with you. Yeah, it was great, man. Maybe we can do this again. Oh, I'd love to, man. Just let me know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>